Week three of front final Frontier Month. Oh, almost, almost screwed up there. And uh, we're going to cover the big release of December. The one everyone's talking about. That big Star Wars Rogue One. A lot of people talking about it. What do we think? Um, You're going to have to wait and find out on a very out-of-this-world intergalactic Empire edition of the Review Review. Small town dudes give you our big empiric opinions. I'm Troy. <laughs> <coughs> that sounds Max about right. Extreme. That sounds about right. That's how I've been feeling all week. And I am JT not coughing. Yeah, JT full of snot. <laughs> Just before we started recording today, we told the grossest stories of us being gross and sick. Yes. It is that time of year <clears throat> when everyone is full of... Unwanted bodily fluids. Yeah. Gotta purge them. Gotta purge them. Gotta get them out of your system. Gotta hack and spit. Get them out of there. Ugh. So, while while our audio quality is always perfect. Every time. It's just gonna be that much worse when you hear a cough slip out of me. Yeah. You're gonna hear it in crystal clear HD. (laughs) It's gonna be... (laughs) It's gonna be in standard... <laughs> it's gonna be in 1080p. Yeah, that's the sweet call. <laughs> Listen to that crisp quality. Oh my god, you can just feel like it's in your chest. <laughs> I feel like I'm sick. <laughs> oh shoot, good talk. <laughs> Keep going. We got it. And as I said last week, we were gonna have a shocking. Special guest. Yep. Our guest will shock you. So shocking that they're not here. Couldn't make it. Couldn't make it. Scheduling conflicts. We'll save it for maybe next week. They don't show up next week, we'll just tell you who who the fuck it was. Next week's guest will shock you. Shocking. It will blow your socks off. Who? Hold them tight. Get those sock holders. Are you sitting down? If not, stand up. Now sit down. It will shock you. Then fight, fight, fight. Right, right, right. But before we get into next week, that's that's further down the pipeline. That's seven days from now. Exactly seven days. We gotta get into what was happening this last week, JT. Tell me. I'll tell you what, you excited for this Infinity War? <laughs> Marvel's yeah. next biggest Avengers assembling adventure i can't fucking wait well it's almost going in to uh 
production. Yes. At this moment. The call sheet has actually gone out. What? And since it's so close to being... Going into production, this call sheet, sometimes... Sometimes they throw them out with a little bit of a red herring. Uh-oh. But since it's so close to production, people think this is pretty true. That set in stone, Captain Marvel herself will be appearing in Infinity War. Yeah. Before she has her own solo flick. Give her give her, give her, her a little bit of the business before you give her the business. That's it. Now, Brie Larson may be appearing just as Carol Danvers it's in the true. movie. Maybe. That's true. She is Carol Danvers, and she is in the movie. Just be like, hi, I'm Carol Danvers. I probably won't be important sometime (laughs) soon. And then they'll be like, yep, probably. Then, boom, blows you away. She was Captain Marvel the whole time. I think that'd be a pretty cool idea to see, because that hasn't been done yet, where you see, like, a character introduced. Oh, yeah. And then... Next, the further down the pipeline, you see like where they came from. Ooh. So you kind of get to see him in action. Maybe you get to skip a few beats because you've already seen a little bit of it. There you go. Yeah. Speed the movie along. You don't have to see a complicated origin story. True. I'm liking where you're, liking where you're coming from right now. I like where I'm coming from I right like now. I like it. I think we're on the right track. Do you think I... that's a good idea, JT? Would you be excited I... for just jumping right into Captain Marvel-y adventure? Oh, give it to me. Because not only will she be in it. Yeah. She'd be joining the ranks of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. The Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, yep. With an expanded roster, mind you. Oh. It may be including Mantis from Guardians Volume 2. Oh, shit. And Nebula, as oh, you first saw in Guardians 1. Try, I'm, I can't contain, can't contain it. Speechless. I'm so excited. Think of the line of I'm, people so, oh, that God, are going to be lined up. That, that prestigious lineup that you were just oh my god that for. line is gonna be magnificent just think about the line i don't want you to think of anything else just think about the line eyes just on the, the line. line eyes on the line it'll be <laughs> the best five minutes in cinema history <laughs> ever that line that line oh god, that line uh speaking of the russo brothers <laughs> Who are directing Infinity War. Oh, okay. Way to bring it around. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mark Miller, writer of such classics as Mm Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass 2, and Kick-Ass 3. (laughs) Yes. Also wrote the book comic version of Civil War. Okay. Said he wasn't a fan of the movie so much. Oh, fuck. And I've got a quote from him saved here on my cellular telephone. <sighs> Tell it like it is. Could I Mark read his Miller. quote? Could I read his quote for you? Oh, please do. Okay, here it is. Civil War had a good opening. Or, let me start again. Civil War had a good opening 20 mins. But then I honestly can't remember what the movie was about. It's interesting that the Russos have a background in comedy because it's really missing in these otherwise well-made pictures and very, very missed. I hope, I really hope, this bleakness doesn't extend into their two Avengers pictures because what made that first Avengers work was the light as well was the light as well as shade and I'll be sad that at all lost I don't think this is transcribed right because this is fucking weird. <laughs> was this 
Was this uh, translated from English to Hungarian back to English? I don't know. But anyway, what he's saying is the Russos have made it a little more dark and serious, where uh, Joss Whedon had it um, a little more lighter fare. Oh, yeah. And he's missing that lighter fare. Okay. He says he really liked it. Even though his book is pretty dour. <laughs> oh, Civil yeah. War, the book, is pretty dark and serious, where people die in it. So... Didn't have any... Well, you had deaths in this. But you had superheroes dying in the in the book. Oh, yeah, for you. sure. I don't know, man. I think it's... Maybe with all, like, the... This year of superhero movies coming out, mind maybe, like, Deadpool, a lot of the movies were kind of, like, a serious tone. Oh, yeah. Because you had Civil War. Mm-hmm. You had BBS. Yep. Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. And even Suicide Squad had a little bit lighter, but it was still yeah. in that DC universe it was kind of really grimy and I think Doctor Strange is a little more fun though. Yeah, but he well, he went on saying later that Doctor Strange is one of his favorite movies of the year. Oh yeah. Joel, there's a bug on your mic. Get it. I know. It's not making any sound though. Uh, good. Well that's good. That's all you're worried <laughs> it's like about. You're like was... a bunch of like... <laughs> As I'm talking. He's a heavy stepper. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Maybe Mark Miller's right. I don't know. I'm looking forward to rewatching Civil War because I, I hear it's going to come out on Netflix Christmas Day. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, I'm going to check it out. See, kind of reassess to see how, how it ranks up in my list. I've got the Blu-ray and I haven't even watched it yet. Hmm. I know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it deserves a revisitation. I want to revisit it. Chelsea doesn't ever seem to be in the mood. <sighs> I gotta get her in the mood, man. I know. I know. You know how hard it is to get women in the mood? Yeah, it is so hard to get women in the mood. Oh, my especially, word. Especially to watch Marvel films. I mean, come on. You gotta, like, tickle that geek side of them. Yeah, that G spot, if you will. Yeah. The geek spot. Yeah, the G, the G geek spot. Yeah, yep. that's right. Shoot. Well, James Franco will be in Alien Covenant. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you treated that like it was an answer to a question that wasn't asked. <laughs> Excited for that? <laughs> you like said that like like those old people that like say what the weather is. Well, James Franco's coming in the Alien Covenant movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting, right? He can be the stoner guy that pretends his thumbs is cock in, in, in the oh, alien sure. cover. Oh, sure. What if he does, hey, check it out, it's like my thumb's my cock, and then an alien bursts through his cock. Oh, God. We got genius cock I bursters. So. Cock, cock bursters. Cock bursters in this one? That's right. Well, isn't, um, uh... <coughs> excuse me. Isn't, uh, uh... Shit. Um, out, or, uh... The chick that plays uh, Captain Marvel in this, too? Brie Larson? Yeah. I thought she was, like... She was supposed to be, like, the main chick in it or something. Like, she's supposed to be, like, the, like, Ripley or something. Hmm. They put I out, like, remember. pictures of it, and she's got, like... I think they put out, like, a picture of her with, like, short hair with, like, a flamethrower or something. I don't know if it's Brie Larson or not. I thought it was somebody like that. I know she... Brie Larson's in that new Kong movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'll have to look it up, but I thought I saw a picture of either her or somebody that looks like her. Like, look, given, given like, a whole, like, Ripley vibe with, like, the short hair and... Mm. 
Don't know, man. Have to follow up on that next week. Yeah. Or we'll forget completely. Well, I think next week they're supposed to put... I think this weekend they're putting out a trailer for it. Oh, are from they? From what I heard. And then we'll get to see it live. Yeah. To pre-recorded stuff. Yes. Uh, JT, do you like the Power Rangers? We talk about it all the time. I know you like it. Don't even answer. Okay. You loved it as a child, as a Ute. Can, can I answer? No? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a VR experience will be coming out for a Power Rangers th- uh, something. It's not going to be like a... You can't watch the movie in VR. Which somebody brought up... <laughs> if you, I, w- I want to have something out there where you can watch a movie in VR. Well, isn't the guy... Didn't we like uh, say something like, maybe a month ago? The guy who's doing The Revenant wants to try to do a movie in VR? No, like actually, like you, like you're in VR, but you have to walk to a theater to watch a movie oh, while you're in VR. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh my god, this experience in this theater feels so real. <laughs> this floors feel sticky. <laughs> uh, but there's gonna be a VR experience for the Power Rangers. The movie debuts soon. Okay, where you could possibly pilot. These Zords themselves may be combining into the Mega Zord. So, what, wh- the people in the audience have to combine? No, this isn't an audience thing. It's a, it's, well, I it's think a it's a VR. personal thing. Okay, so you have to, you put pieces of yourself together to make a Mega Zord? No, you'd be driving, like, let's say, the Triceratops. Oh, okay. It. And then you just hook on as one of the legs. And then you get walked on. So what, you and other people, then? In the, maybe, in the, maybe. In the, who knows? Like you... Details were shoddy. At best, JT. Like, I want to be the codpiece. Can I be the codpiece, Zord? Mm, possibly. See it from, like, freaking dick, dick vision. Dick's eye view? Dick's eye view. Well, there you go. Yep. Maybe. Maybe, JT. Right in. Call your congressman. <laughs> Call my congressman to be the codpiece in the Megazord VR experience. Let, come on, let me spell it out for you right now. I want to be the codpiece in the VR Power Rangers experience thing. I don't even know what the fuck this is. I don't. We've gone off the rails at this <laughs> point. Go, I'm lost. More movie news, JT. Uh, your favorite franchise featuring old farts. The Expendables yeah. will be debuting their final sequel. The final one? The final They're one? They're done? I guess. Who's going to save the world after them? Are they going to pass gonna it go. down to children? Yep. Like, smaller Expendables? They're going to pass it down to their children, who are like, now 40. <laughs> 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 like, Zac Efron. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen. all those guys. <laughs> um, so the Expendables 4 is to end the franchise in 2018. I hope they blow up the Earth. That'd be amazing. They have a space battle. Yeah, Just take it into space. Just go to space. It's your last hurrah. Yeah. Go to space. Yeah. Have it be like a crazy, like, total recall adventure. Yeah, like they fight a predator. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Do some of that shit. That'd be amazing. They go from, like, fighting boring drug lords in the first one 
to fighting space aliens in the fourth one. Oh, fuck yes. A total Fast and Furious move right there. Yes. And Fast and Furious move hasn't even gotten there yet. I'm trying to think of who they would put in the... Who they would put in the last movie they haven't put in in any yet. Let me think. They pretty much has have everybody. Yeah. Who was that guy? Sam Worthington. Put him in one. Ooh, he's not doing anything. I know. He hasn't done anything for a while. He, he'd be like that one where you're like, oh yeah, that guy. Is Seagal in him? They have to put Seagal in one at least. This is the one. This is the yeah. end one. Did you see Expendables 3? I didn't. I want to see it. I heard it's awful. Yeah. Oh, they got to put Conor McGregor in because they put Ronda Rousey in the last one. Get McGregor in they it. Get Conor McGregor in there. So get Seagal. Get Seagal. Yep. Seagal. Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. He needs money. Yep. Um. Oh fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Jai Courtney. <laughs> oh, of, co- Jai, of course, Jai Courtney. <laughs> get him in there. Put Jai Courtney in there. It's the beginning of the Jai Connoisseur. Yeah, make him an, make him Australian. Yeah. Make him actually throw a boomerang. Yeah, give him a boom. Give him a Captain Boomerang background yeah. as an expendable. Yeah. to bleed into Suicide Squad. Have him just be Captain Boomerang. Exactly. Universes combined. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Oh my god, Hollywood, you listening? You listening, Hollywood? Great ideas here. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there? Opportunity. Boom. In your face. Answer the door. Don't let it hit you on the ass on the way out. Buy two, get one free. Ooh. I'm running out of... I don't even, I don't even know if these, these sayings are nonsensical. <laughs> uh, last bit of news I have, JT. Okay. Movie ratings are hot. Oh, shit. We rate them all the time. That's our show. We rate movies. We do. TV. We do. There's one movie we have not yet seen. As of this year, because it has come out only this week for critics only. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Has been getting terrible reviews as a surprise to no one. Yes. We've been saying for a while this movie's going to be garbage. Yeah. Lo and behold, I think this morning I looked and has a score of 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Still higher than Nine Lives, though. (laughs) It's very true. Until maybe the uh, audience gets a hold of it, more critics get a hold of it. Oh, fuck. Because I saw a screen cap of it, it was at 19% at one point. And it's, so at least it's gone up. Yeah. But I heard that the stuff in the 1400s is pretty great. Yeah. But it only makes up like 20% of the movie. Yeah. And even when they're fighting in the 1400s, it switches back and forth during the fight scene to watch Michael Fassbender be flung around on that big robotic arm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Swinging at nothing. So it totally breaks, like, up any tension or whatever you'd have. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to not sounds watch Sounds awful. I can't wait to not watch this. In fact, I might watch it. Not really? in theaters. I'm not going to give it that yeah. kind of money. Don't give it the satisfaction. I'm going I'm to rent it for maybe, like, three bucks. Don't give it the satisfaction, See Troy. how it ends up doing small screen okay it's a a wise move thank you i feel like i'm a bit wiser if anything 2016 has done is make me wiser it has it's made you a year older you're you're now in your 30s i'm 30 now yeah 
It becomes with instant wiseness. Yeah, the minute you hit that, even the minute you hit that three, you yep. put that three in the front, then it's just Man. you instantly gain the knowledge of the universe. That's right. It's just how it works. It is. I can't wait to get there. Like I'm just, I'm waiting, mere, waiting at the doorstep, just, mere months away. I just, I can't wait. I just can't wait. That's a pretty great feeling. Good. It just as it washes over you. Yeah, it's like you see a great light. <laughs> sure you didn't die no no i'm not sure <laughs> i might be dead <laughs> pretty sure i'm dead. some weird fever I'm in dream some weird, i'm in some weird like uh jacob's ladder scenario <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to the howdies yeah no oh my god so how does this get made has doing are doing their howdy awards yeah and they do a compilation every time they say, is this some weird Jacob's Ladder situation? Jason is obsessed with Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> they say it like 20 times this last year. <laughs> it's great. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's all the news I got. Okay. JT. Well, I'll get my news out then, Troy. Troy, I've been talking a little bit about that Mary Poppins mm-hmm. remake. Yep. Coming out. Mm-hmm. Actually, not a remake. It's like a re... It's a sequel. It's a sequel, yeah. yeah. It's like 20 years in the future. Well, Troy, they got an original cast member signed on. Oh, my word. Not sure if he's going to play a major role or just a cameo, but they scored the 91-year-old Dick Van Dyke will make an appearance in the Mary Poppins Returns. Sweet deal. I'm into it. You know what? I heard um, a little bit of this news earlier today. And I totally forgot there was a sequel already to Mary Poppins called, like, Mr. Banks. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it just deals with, like, fucking the dad of Mary Poppins. <laughs> like, no magic, just follow the dad around? I can't remember. And I'm pretty sure that was a real thing. <laughs> I vaguely remember it. Oh, I love that. Hey, hey, kids, remember when Mary Poppins showed up? That was pretty cool. That was different, right? Well, I'm going to go to the store. <laughs> oh, that was a fucking awesome movie. I remember it. We went it. to the store. So far, yeah. What, what do you mean you guys are out of powdered milk? <laughs> I'm going to check out if this if I'm even fucking telling the truth here. He's <laughs> blowing smoke up our ass. Uh, oh, I gotta pull up this next thing for my next story. Pull it up, JT. Pull it up. Pull it up, JT. Pull it up. I'm pulling it up. Okay, Troy. We had. We've had a uh, worst of list from Time Magazine. Right. Not too long ago. Right. We're gonna do our own best of list. Right. We don't need anybody else. Tells right. our best of movie list. Well, People Magazine put out a best say? of TV show list. Really? That I'm trying to bring up. If my phone will stop being the slowest a thing imaginable. Shit. But uh, People Magazine, like I would say, a mildly reliable source, maybe. Found out what I was talking about, JT. Troy. It's called it Saving Mr. Banks. And it was a, like, 
Oh yeah, it was the Disney one yeah, where yeah. they were Tom Hanks. Tom plays Hanks plays Walt, Walt Disney. Disney to try and that was what you thought the I sequel thought that was to it was. Sequel. Shit! What the fuck? Stupid! <laughs> God damn it! I knew that. Damn it! Anyway, what were you saying? I actually heard it was a good movie. Too. I did too. I, I never wanted saw to check it. it out. Never saw it. Well, Troy, People Magazine putting out their picks for top 10 TV shows of 2016. They got, uh, I don't have these numbered. Well, I guess it's just all of the, oh man, I don't know. This is weird. I don't know, man. Or do they just have I them? thought they were going to just have them all numbered, but I guess they're not so numbered. They they're just, just colored. This is our purple movie of the yeah, year. Yeah, this is our purple movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they talk about uh, Stranger Things, of course. <coughs> Stranger of course. Things. Netflix hot hit. Hot hit. Uh, Fleabag. I don't know what the fuck that is. Don't care. Uh, I heard Queen Sugar. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like some kind of like Oprah thing. Oprah thing, yeah. Like Oprah produced, yeah. Or it was on the own network. Oh, so, network. Yeah, the own. own own. They also put up this is us. I don't know why is well, this is getting us. hot. God. I feel like we need to we need to dive back into this is us. I'm not like, everyone's dive talking back about it. I know everyone's talking about it. I don't care about it though. I get it. Damn it, Troy. Atlanta. They brought up Atlanta. Heard Atlanta's hot. Hot, hot, hot. Check that out. The Crown. Bringing up The Crown. Crown was great. Crown was good. Uh, The Night Of. Need to get back in The Night Of. Gotta get into it. I need to. JT, get back into Uh, it. Haven't seen a single ep. Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. Now, I haven't heard a lot about it. I always see, like, just like the Daily Show clips on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. But um, there was somebody who was telling me a pretty great... Uh, kind of like segment that she did, and it made me really interested to watch that episode and maybe like the series. Yeah, but I'll tell you what it is because it's pretty great. Okay, so the NRA has a mascot called like Eddie the Eagle or something like that. And the yeah. mascot goes around and to like schools and says to kids like, "Be safe around guns. Don't shoot guns or whatever." <laughs> and uh, so she's like, "I really wanted to get that mascot uniform." So she's like. Goes and mails into the NRA to see if she can get a that mascot. And to f- get that mascot, she has an 18-page, like, thing she has to sign and go through saying, like, Eddie the Eagle does not drive. Eddie the Eagle does not smoke. It does not drink. It do- has all these regulations. And it takes her forever. Like, she cannot get this mascot uniform for the NRA all the time, she's racking up and buying guns as easy as you can, left and right. So she's like building an arsenal of guns that are easier to get than a mascot for the oh, NRA. Fantastic. And I was like, that is fucking genius. I love that. Ugh, so good. But, yeah. You, like Usually, like, in terms of, like, satirical <laughs> news, I always go to uh, Last Week Tonight. Yeah. Is that... Oh, it's so good. Yeah, last week tonight's really good. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, The Good Place, which I wanted to keep up with. I just never got around to keeping up with which it. Which one was that one? Uh, it was the one with uh, Kristen Bell and uh, Ted Danson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Like, I liked the first couple episodes that I watched. I just never got back into it. There's no time, JT. So much stuff out there, and I can't keep up. Tell you what. So much content. And the last thing they put on here, OJ Made in America, that documentary that, like, was, like, six or seven hours long. Oh, shit. About his, uh, about OJ Simpson's life. Oh, I don't think it, I saw that. It was like put out by ESPN. It's by like the same people that like that do like their thirty for thirties. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's like they did like an actual like series with it where like it doesn't cover just his trial, but it also covers like his like professional sport, career. yeah, like his professional career and stuff. His movie career. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> Get some fucking Leslie Nielsen action in there. That's right. Naked Gun. That's right. So uh, yeah, that's uh, People Magazine's best TV shows of 2016. Next time, number them, People Magazine. Come on, People Magazine. Give us a list. Give us some rankings. We're ranking. The internet loves lists. We're ranking over here. We're ranking over here. We're ranking. <laughs> Troy. Yeah. <coughs> There's a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people out there. Are you done? I'm done. There's a lot of people out there that... Uh, At least Like to... Take uh, weird uh, averages of certain things. Okay. And uh, there's a site out there that took the average income okay. of people watching certain shows. Okay. And they've determined the highest average <laughs> income of people that watch a particular show. All right. Like, this is the, like, out of all the shows, this is the one that accumulates. The highest average of income. Okay. At eighty one at eighty one thousand three hundred dollars a year. Okay. That's the average income of the people that watch this show. Sure. What do you think it is? Hmm. <coughs> A bunch me. of rich ass snobs sitting hmm. on their lazy asses watching uh, TV. What do you think those pieces of shit are watching? House of Cards. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. What? <laughs> Has I would not a, have guessed that. They have Ever. an average... Their viewers have an average income of $81,300 a year. Man. A lot of rich people watching... Loving to watch... Watching the common folk in their seedy bars. <laughs> trying to make Philly. a living. Trying to make a living. That is shocking. And it's a very weird statistic, but uh, that's a that's a very bizarre statistic. <laughs> but it's true. It's quite a niche. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't say otherwise. I cannot say otherwise, Troy. Well, maybe we should watch the show more. Maybe it'll lead to us being richer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good possible. Maybe, maybe they have a bunch of weird. Uh, I mean, weird, what am I watching right now that's dragging me down? They do have a lot of wacky schemes in there. Maybe some of them actually do make money. Oh? Uh, maybe some of those wacky Frank schemes? Hmm. I have to try for some Rum ham? Out. Maybe we should start selling rum hams. We're going to start selling rum hams. <laughs> Get ready, internet. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Troy. Yeah. You watched Fargo season one. Yes. Have not seen Fargo Season 2 yet, though. No. Well, Fargo Season 3, right around the corner. They're going to start filming next month. What? So they got their whole cast lined up already. They put out a a list of the 
people that are already lined up, like the main cast right. lined up. We already got. We already said Ewan McGregor right. playing two roles. Ewan playing uh, playing twins in it. Uh huh. Then we've got uh, Carrie Coon from The Leftovers. Uh huh. Very good actress. Uh huh. Mary Elizabeth Winstead oh. will be in. Will be in it. Uh, also, uh, Scoot McNary and uh, David <laughs> Thewlis. Th- uh, he was in Harry uh, Potter. He was the guy that played like the werewolf guy. Uh, nope, don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Michael Stuhlberg. He was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. I don't know if you know. Didn't watch it. I wanted okay. to watch it. Didn't get to watch. Okay, it. but uh, interesting, uh, interesting name in it though. Jim Gaffigan. Really? Is going to be in season three of Fargo. I'm into that. Be that quirky Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Guy? Guy? <laughs> and, into uh, it. So, yeah, it should be interesting. And this one takes place, I think this season takes place two years after the events of the first season. Okay. So, uh, should be interesting to see where they go with it. I'm into it. I'm into it. I still have Di- or not Dinosaur Neil, Ghost Hunter Dave's Fargo season two sitting on my entertainment center. Season two is good. I think I like season one better just because that season two gets kind of weird at some points. Uh oh. But supernatural uh, weird. Kinda, yeah. What? Yeah. Just throwing out. But there. I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe they kind of resolve that in this season. Hopefully. All right. So we'll see. All right. We will see. Should watch it. Yeah. Fargo, season three. Check it out. Get on it. Troy, we're all kind of dealing with the realization Donald Trump's going to be our next president. Right. President elect. Yeah. Which means Alec Baldwin is pretty much <laughs> stuck on right. Saturday Night Live. Right. Well, the news came out this week how much Alec Baldwin's getting paid mm-hmm. to be on Saturday Night Live. Yep. Making fourteen hundred dollars per episode, just for like one segment. Usually the the open, the cold open. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Like Not too bad. Really, they were think they were really hoping that Hillary would win, so they just keep Kate McKinnon on the fucking yeah. cast. It's like there you go. But then it's like fuck, <laughs> Trump won. We gotta fucking appease Alec Baldwin to make him stay. <laughs> Because oh, I've heard, like, people on Saturday Night Live, like, they made, like, shit for money. Like, it's basically just a stepping stone for bigger and better things. Right. Unless you're Keenan Thompson, where I guess, I don't know, Lord Michael saw you murder somebody once. <laughs> <laughs> I like Keenan Thompson, and you hate him. No, I don't reason. hate him. It's just that it's like, you've been there forever. Like, he's like the new Tim Meadows. Yeah. But I, I love Keenan Thompson. For whatever reason, he could just... Play it straight. Yeah, he just... he plays a really good straight guy. I'll give him that. Yeah, like you'll or he'll just have like those weird like random quirky characters, where it's just like it's like a small thing about him where it's like okay that makes me laugh. Yeah, he doesn't do any accents. He doesn't do any like yeah, impersonations. He's, really, he's well. always Keenan Thompson. Keenan, either he's balder <laughs> or he's got a mustache, and that's it. And I love it. Where's a funny hat? <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. But yeah, I heard that, yeah, Alec Baldwin's getting paid 14 hondo an ep that he's on. 
Oh, I don't know. Might be taking away some money from those cast members. Might be a strike on the horizon. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Troy? Yeah? I need you to open that rumor mill. Oh. Is your, can your voice handle opening a rumor mill? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All Here right. Here we go. Oh, good. Nailed it. Good. Troy, rumors are out there. Now, we're going to be talking about Rogue One. Right. Episode 7 already in the past. Right. People are looking forward to episode 8. Yes. What the fuck is going to happen? What? What's going on? What is happening? Rumor is, Troy, that there might be a trial scene Whoa. involving Kylo Ren. What? Yeah. Actually kind of dive into the comings and goings of the judicial system in this oh my. galaxy far, far away. Oh my. The imperial judicial system? Well, will it be the Republic because, like, they reestablish a Republic. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. I figured he was going to be shunned by the Empire. Put Ooh, under maybe that kind of little press him down with the thumb a little bit. Oh, maybe get that chain up that wild dog. Maybe. Oof, look out! Look out, y'all. Well, Who we'll knows? see. We'll see. We'll see. I would I would be interested to see a scene involving some sort of trial. They yeah. haven't really done that in in Star Wars yet. No. But the uh, it just reminds me of like senates and all that kind of shit, so tread carefully. Well, they can make they can I think trial scenes are way more exciting than watching politics. Like intergalactic politics going down. Sure, sometimes. And it doesn't have to, like, last forever. Like, there's still gonna be action. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see more aspects of this world in, instead of just, like, I don't know. <coughs> the trial of Kylo? <sighs> uh, oh, boy. Oh, my. Uh, while we're on Star Wars News, Troy... We're going to be talking about Rogue One, Star Felicity Jones. As the Jin Erso. As Jin Erso. <laughs> Without any spoilers, though, Troy, Felicity Jones is signed on for one more sequel after this. Yep, I heard that. So, uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll talk about this more during our spoiler talk. <laughs> Without. <laughs> Trying to ruin what's going to happen, but... You may or may not have kind of ruined already. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But we'll talk about it later. Okay. And speaking of Felicity Jones, she's actually... Speaking of Felicity Jones and Saturday Night Live... What? Felicity Jones actually scheduled to host the first Saturday Night Live of 2017. Right on. Sounds good. So, we'll see how she does in the comedic aspect... She like she good on her feet. We'll see. Time we'll see. We'll tell. How is she gonna stack up next to Keenan? Come on. We'll see. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> While we're on that, so much Rogue One news. Oh my goodness. So much Rogue Rampant. One news. It's lousy with the Rogue One news. Rogue One, apparently, with the money they made this weekend, which. Uh, I didn't get the global, but the domestic was $290 million. 
domestic. Oh boy. I think it was like more like in the three hundred something well, million. I got, and... I got box office news right here. Well, we'll talk about that. okay. Well, we'll get into that later. All right. But I guess with the money that Rogue One made this past weekend, it put Disney over the limit. They have officially made this year alone seven billion dollars globally. Holy shit. The first studio to ever do that in one year. My God. Disney killing it. Jesus Christ. They're gonna buy they're gonna buy a planet. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> just gonna make everyone just get your spaceship and go to this planet. They're gonna get two smaller moons to put on top of the moon so it's oh, just God. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> ha ha <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that, though. Staying in that Marvel train, Troy. The Defenders. Right, yeah. right around the corner. Right around the corner. So many people going to be in it. We've been talking about this cast. Left Think about right. that line. <laughs> so much lineup. You know who's not going to be in that line, though, Troy? Who's that? Vincent D'Onofrio. What? Kingpin. He's out. Will not appear in the Defenders. That's bullshit. Bullshit. What is he doing? He's probably doing some kind of Law and Order reunion thing. Oh my god! I don't fucking know, man. I'm, I'm not. On, I don't run this goddamn itinerary. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought maybe the news might have said what he was doing. <laughs> I don't. He just says not in it. What do you want? What do you want from me? I don't know. Maybe he's not in it because I, well, I was fucking grandkids getting a bris. What the fuck do you want me to oh say? Oh my god! What do you want me to say? I don't know what the fuck he's Just doing. Give me the answers. I don't know what he's doing. Jesus! Come on, Vince. What are you doing? Email in reviewreviewpod at gmail Troy, last bit of news before we get into our essentials. Yeah. I know you're not excited about that Pirates of the Caribbean. Who cares? Nobody should be no excited. No one gives a shit about it. But there's a little bit of news. Might, might tickle your fancy. This is the last one. They might get a original cast member from the original Pirates. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Outside of Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. There's a word spreading that some secret scenes... Were filmed oh involving Kira Knightley. Oh my! For the latest Pirates of the Caribbean colon, Dead Men Tell, Ten Men Tell No Tales. Where's she been? Oh, she's been around. I thought I saw. Her. Wasn't she just in that fucking like weird, shitty Will Smith movie about him like writing to shit like? I don't know. Lo- Maybe love, death, time love, and death, time and death. Did you hear about this movie? No. I know what the ending is, and it's ridiculous. Because you think it's going to be like a sentimental ending? Yeah. This is the real ending. And I'm oh, gonna... shit. Oh, are we going to spoil it right now? Spoil it because it's All right, if dumb you, if as If you want to see the movie Collateral Beauty, <laughs> just tune it's out getting for... getting awful out for, reviews. Tune out for two minutes or so. Okay, I want to hear what the fuck this is. This is the ending to the movie. Okay. And so, so the people that... Will Smith works f- with. Yeah. No, he's depressed. Yeah. So they hire actors. Yeah. Of death, time, 
and uh, I've heard about this. Love. I heard about this. And they film him with these people. <laughs> and then they digitally remove them from the film to show him, to, th- to make him think that he's actually having these experiences when they're not. And that's the twist of the movie, is that these people are actually existing. Oh, that's the twist of the movie? Yeah. Is that they, they do exist? Yeah, and their co-workers hired these actors and filmed it and digitally removed it to oh, show I thought him. That, like, I thought they like, revealed that like in the very beginning or something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But that's like... That's the... That's so dumb. T- that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, God. Will Smith, you gotta you gotta try better if you're gonna try and win an Oscar. Because these... That's these a roles are awful. shit Oscar bait movie. These if I <laughs> roles are awful. Because I thought it was gonna kind of be like, um... Uh... A Christmas Carol kind of a thing. Yeah. That's what I expected it to be, because it's coming out around Christmas, it's going to be like an Oscar bait kind of a movie. Yeah. No. Flipped it on its dumb head, it's dumb. Sounds dumb. Yeah. Dumb. And I guess, like, these events, like, take place, like, three years after his kid dies, where it's like, yeah, it's a shitty, it's, like, shitty, but come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. So, I don't know. Collateral Beauty, or whatever. It's Go called. check out Collateral... Yeah, it's like... I don't think it's... Yeah, it's a Collateral Beauty. Who fucking cares? Don't watch it. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. All right. Troy. Yeah. Getting into... Well, before we get into uh, the one... The second we get into every time, I do have a bit. Oh, I have my. one bit. Okay. Let me have it. Well, yeah, let's do the theme song well, first. My pipes right. are sore, but I'll give it a shot. Okay, come on. <clears throat> People die in It's the Pits. Please stay tuned for Neil's Bits. Oh, wonderful. Made it. Neil, we're waiting for that fucking song. Look, you're putting him through pain. I struggled through dude that is, one. Dude is sick over here, and you're making him sing with fucking rusty pipes over oh, here. So rusty. Jesus Christ. Christ! <laughs> what the? Oh, no. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Neil! I'm gonna punch you in the fucking <laughs> gullet. <laughs> anyway, who's the guy who who did it? Well, it's not a guy, Troy. Oh my! It's a lady. A lady. Actually, someone pretty near and dear to my heart. Oh, somebody my. that's kind of had a little bit of a. A little bit of a of a part of my upbringing. Oh my! Zsa Zsa Gabor. Ah, died yes. Died at ninety nine. She was the voice of Bianca in the Rescuers and the Rescuers Down Under. Oh my! I guess and, I didn't uh, realize that. Rescuers Down Under is like the first Disney movie that I remember as a kid growing up. Oh my goodness. I did not even know that, that she voiced that character. Yeah. Oh, my. But, yeah, that's quite an achievement to live to. Yeah. But I heard she was, like, only a month away from her 100th birthday or something like that. Yeah, she was close. But, yeah, I... What an impressive... Impressive life. And she stayed hot for quite a while, too. I mean, for a 99-year-old. Yeah. Well, I I don't know why she looked 99 or whatever, but... 
I was like, I saw like pictures of her like in her seventies, and I was like, still kind of would. Kept it up. <laughs> Kept it up. Still kind of would. Still kind of would. There you got. There you. There you have it. Shaja Gabor. Shaja Gabor. You will be missed. You will be missed indeed. That's our bit. That's the bits. Well, Troy, that only leads us to one other segment we have before our main event of the evening. That's right. Little segment we call You Know It's Done. You Know It's Done. It's done. You know it's done. There you go. <laughs> if you play that last one backwards, it says, I am Satan. <laughs> Test it out. Try it. You have to buy this. You have to buy this podcast on vinyl yep. first. And then, and then play spin it, it backwards. <laughs> spin it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Try to go, did I go first last? I think I went first Yeah, last you did time. go. So you go, you go ahead, Troy. All right. First trailer I got on the docket. Blade Runner has its sequel out. Yeah. Called Blade Runner 2049. Yes. Harrison Ford reprising his role. As well as Ryan Gosling joining the mix mm-hmm. for this future sequel. Yeah. And uh, I got to be honest, I've never seen all of the first Blade Runner. Yeah. I've tried, and it's really not my cup of tea. I know. It was hard feel... for me to get into it. Yeah. I feel like if we can make it through 2001, we could try and make it through Blade Runner. I I thought about that already. <laughs> I'm not even lying. But uh, I know why Blade Runner is, like, it's, it's like, renowned as a being great a lot like 2001 is. Like, the atmosphere and the environments they put these people in have never been seen before. Yeah. And highly duplicated mm-hmm. in any, like, future stuff. So, future stuff. People get it. Future stuff. Future stuff. And, uh, but the only thing is there's, like, so many different cuts of the movie, like a theatrical cut, director's cut, producer cut, or something like that. All of them have different endings. Oh, Jesus. So, I don't know, man. Don't know. They're all different. But anyway, this one, Blade Runner 2049, having no reference to the first movie. Yeah. Looks a little boring to me. Maybe, yeah. Well, there's not much. There's not much to it. It's more like a teaser. Yeah. And just like Ryan Gosling walking through like some desert into like some house where Harrison Ford pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Deckard. That's about it. <laughs> Didn't do anything for me. All right. So, did you do anything for you, Joel? I. I didn't even put it on my list because I, I didn't care. Oh my! <laughs> Listen to that. I. I I've never seen the first Blade Runner, and I had no frame of reference watching the trailer, so I was... I just... I, I didn't care. Shocking. Shocking the listeners out there. I didn't have any... I don't have any frame of reference. I don't know what... Okay, Harrison Ford was in the first one, and now I see him again. He's still go. alive, so it's not a shock. Shocking. <laughs> uh, the other trailer I have is a movie called Snatched. Featuring Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. 
where they go on a trip to South America and get into some crazy hijinks while down there. Maybe fall yeah. into some weird drug dealer type of thing. Maybe. Uh, I'm glad to see Goldie Hawn in another movie. Even though it looks like she was beaten in over the face with a Botox stick. Yes. <laughs> uh, I saw the Red Band trailer of this. It doesn't look too bad. But I'll, this is one I'd have to... I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence of maybe being, even being interested in. Yeah. God, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm kind of over Amy Schumer. I'm giving her one more chance. <laughs> like, if... Uh, I don't know. I she, I wasn't a huge fan of her in Trainwreck, but I didn't hate it either. Yeah. I don't think I've seen so much... What else has she been in that I would have even seen lately? I don't know. Uh, like every All the stories you hear about Amy Schumer are... Ne- not good. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I think Molly said she, like, read her autobiography <laughs> and she, like, openly jokes about how she would, like, claim date rape on, like, guys she's been with. Oh, yeah, she was... I heard about that. Like, ugh. Well, from Molly. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I... I'm not an Amy Schumer hater, per se, but, like, I... Sometimes her shtick a little runs a little thin, and so like I, I don't need to see that all the time. Like have a little range a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. I, this looks like a rental to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you see it? Do you see the trailer? I did see the trailer. Um. Yeah. It looks like a regular comedy to me. I don't. Comedies are really very, are like. Mildly hit and very miss for me. Yeah, I agree. I've given so many comedies so many tries this year, and like maybe one or two of them were good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are just like regurgitated, like pop culture bullshit that they expect people to just laugh because they brought it up. Yeah. Like hashtags, guys! Hashtags! Yeah. All <laughs> right! <laughs> They'll be irrelevant in like two years. Like, God damn it. They all, like, it feels like a lot of them aren't even really trying. It's just, yeah, like, barely any jokes, just references and, like, shit humor. Yeah, yeah. They'll try to get you on vulgarity. Yeah. And it doesn't really... I don't know. It just strikes me as lazy. A lot of them just strike me as lazy. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm... Kind of sucks because I'm I'm always a big comedy fan mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them are really disappointing me so far. Yeah, I agree. Really disappointing me. You really have to to get like a rated when the rated R comedy started to come back again, like uh, like ten years ago or so. They really had a few string of really good hits. And maybe it's just because I'm younger and looking upon it, like, with nostalgia. But I really think they do kind of hold up. Oh, yeah. Because I don't, like, deal with, like, current events so much. Mm-hmm. And they're actually genuinely funny, like, yeah. all throughout. But, like, lately, I agree with you. Like, there hasn't been a really huge standout comedy that I can think of right off the top of my head. Like, especially, like... maybe in the last two years. Like, especially, like, with, like, uh... 
like the rated R comedy begin becoming so popular. Like I feel like they're even getting lazy with that. Where it's yeah. like, well, we're rated R now, so we can just fucking do whatever we we want. Yeah, like, and not even be creative about the comedy in general. Yeah, show dicks and say fuck. Exactly. There's so much dick showing. Yeah. It's like that's when you if you can't figure out a way to get a laugh, you show someone's dick. Yeah. It's done. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Excuse fucking, me. It's, it's dumb. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Anyway, those are all my trailers. What, do you have any other ones? I got a few. Um, uh, there's one that I was gonna bring up last week, but we had so many fucking trailers that put it off. I just yeah, I just I'll, I'll talk about it next week. But uh, I saw a trailer for a movie called The Wall, starring a- Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh really? Of Kick-Ass fame right. and John Cena. What? Oh, yeah, this is when they're, uh, like, two soldiers, right? Yeah, they're soldiers that get, uh, it seems like kind of like a bottle film where they're kind of held up by this sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and, uh, John Cena's shot and, like, left in, like, the middle of this, like, terrain, and then Aaron Taylor Johnson gets behind this wall and is, like, trying to, like, talk him down. Like, I guess the guy finds a way to, like, tap into his walkie-talkie and is, like, Trying to like bribe him or something. I don't know, but I don't know. It looks pretty intense, and I, it'd be cool to see John Cena in like a dramatic role like this too. Yeah, wasn't a huge fan of his SNL episode. No, but I I think that was less him and more just the writing in general. Yeah, he played the same character in every single skit, like a dumb <laughs> yeah dumb meathead. Yeah, but I've seen him in stuff for like he has range. Yeah, and he's really funny. Like he was probably like one of my favorite parts of Trainwreck. Yeah. And he, he was he was one of my favorite parts of that movie Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Where he just played like some weird drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like he has range and I think he is a, he is a good actor. It's just a matter of just giving him the material to work with. Right. I agree. Yeah, I I'd be interested to see that actually. I think I heard the true story of that too. Yeah. Where it's like there were it's like opposing snipers in the desert and like uh one of them they're just pinning each other down for like a day maybe three days or something like that they don't either one of them doesn't want to move because they know they'll snipe each other to death yeah so they're just like hold each other out for like three days or something like that oh man it's crazy that's one of my uh favorite scenes from uh fuck what's that movie with uh Ah, the movie with Hawkeye in it, that war movie. Oh, uh, the one with the bombs? Yeah. Hurt Locker. Yeah, Hurt Locker. That was like, yeah! (laughs) Got it! (laughs) Did it! That was one of my favorite scenes from Hurt Locker, where it was just the scene where, uh, um, fucking, uh, Falcon, which, shit, like, Hawkeye and Falcon are in a fucking war movie, just realized that now. Man. (laughs) Both named after but, birds. But, uh, yeah. Mac-Man, that's right. Mac-Man. The Mac-Mail. Yep. Got shout-out to Mac-Man for our previous segment that we had on him. But, uh, no, like, uh, yeah, there was, like, a scene where, like, they get pinned down by a sniper and they, like, they get him, but then they can't leave that spot until backup shows up because who knows who else is in that house is waiting for them. Right. So they're, like, left, like, laying in this ditch for, like, three days. Yeah. Like, constantly having this scope on this house, like, in the far distance. And I thought that was, that was like, one of my favorite scenes where it's, like, there there could be no threat 
but you still have to take... It just takes one shot to kill you. Right. So, I'd rather lay in a ditch for three days than die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, I, I'm interested in that, because I heard about that, and I I haven't seen the trailer or anything yet. Yeah, there's a trailer out there. It's pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. I'm into I'm, it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. I'm willing to check it out. Willing to check it out. Uh, my other trailer that I saw is a movie called The Cure for Wellness. Hmm. Which has uh, Dane DeHaan in it from uh, Chronicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like very uh, Shutter Island looking. Oh, yeah. Like, it's about this guy who works for this company where, like, the CEO went to, like, this, uh, this like, wellness spa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, never came back, just sent a letter saying that, I found myself, I'm never leaving this place. Ooh. Whatever. And then they were like, well... Fuck, if he doesn't come back, the company's going under, so go get him. Yeah. So, like, Dane DeHaan is, like, their bitch that goes to get him. And then, as he's there, like, uh, he gets in, like, this serious car accident, and then he's, like, kind of, like, left in the hands of these people that are, like, uh, I don't know, like, the doctor, like, strikes you, like, this guy where that, like, thinks that everyone is sick, and he's the only one that can cure... Like er- like everybody, sure. Well, like a weird dose of drugs and sure, whatever. But I don't know. The, the visuals in it look really cool, and I'll probably check it out when it's out. But it looks interesting for sure. Right, yeah, sounds good. The cure for wellness. Cure for wellness. Yes. So uh, that that's all the trailers I have, Troy. Perfect. Well, then that leads us into. Our main event, what you've been waiting for. Not top of the hour, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, Rogue One, colon, a Star Wars story. Yes. Dropped in our laps this last weekend. Boy, did it make a splash. <laughs> Do you have still have what the uh, estimated box office was supposed to be? Um, <clears throat> Domestically, it was... Two hundred ninety million domestic, estimated, estimated. Yes. Well, didn't quite make that. <laughs> okay. For opening weekend. Yeah. Um, but uh, with a two hundred million dollar production budget. Yeah. And uh, I have see I have uh, when you said um, what the opening weekend was it domestically? I have a different number. What'd you say it was? Oh, I said. Oh, wait. Yeah, I said it was two. I said it was two hundred ninety. Domestic. Oh, the the oh, what was the? Oh, you meant the estimated. Let me find the estimated. I thought I don't fucking I follow don't, along. I listen, JT. I listen. Oh, they they were Rogue One was tracking to be two hundred eighty to three hundred fifty million global. Okay, that would have been pretty close. Okay, because I have what it made opening weekend on here. Yeah, domestically. I still have because you said it was two hundred ninety. I have one hundred and ninety point two million domestically <gasps> for opening weekend. World, uh, uh, the rest of the world making one hundred and sixty six point eight million. Okay, with a total of three hundred si- three hundred fifty seven million worldwide. Okay, combined. Gotcha. Quite a chunk of change. So it made that estimate on the high end. True. Very good. Made us money back first weekend. Good. Crazy. 
Because Star big... Wars is its own monster where it doesn't... I don't know what everything else's marketing budget is, but Star Wars, everybody will pick up something. Oh, yeah. So, like, fucking... I've seen that cereal commercial where General Mills has, like, Rogue One shit and the guy comes up with a cantaloupe like a million times says, It's the Death Star, man! <laughs> anyway. Not seen this and I want to. <laughs> seen it like a million times. Anyway, so... Amazing box office return for exactly. Star Wars already. For sure. Um, but is it good? Well, just, is it worth the money? Is it worth the money? That's what the people want to know. Let's get right into it. JT, you want to give a little plot synopsis? Okay. Well, uh, Felicity Jones plays a girl by the name of Jen Erso, mm-hmm. whose father is kidnapped and forced to... Uh, build a Death Star. <laughs> but sure. If you don't know what that is, it's a enormous power station that can destroy a planet with a single blast. And uh, she is pretty much brought into this cavalcade of characters led by... Um, I can't remember his name. Cassian Andor. Yeah, Cassian Andor. Who's played by, um, do you have the, I can't remember, I don't know. Diego Luna. Yeah. I wrote down everybody's name because I know I would have Thank to go God. back. Thank God. That's Thank huge God cast of characters. Thank God you're here, Troy. <laughs> but yeah, played by Diego Luna. And, uh, yep, and then they just kind of go on uh, adventures from there to try and take the plans of the Death Star, which ultimately leads into the beginning of A New Hope. Bada bing, you got yourself a Rogue One. Got yourself a Rogue One right there. Uh, can we start out before a little bit before Rogue One, and start out talking about these trailers that came out for it? Okay, because uh, I we've brought them up before when these trailers came out. Yes, but these trailers, um, I feel like because I went back and watched the teaser trailer one and trailer two. Okay, after I watched the movie, and I'm gonna try to not spoil it here. Because there's things I want to circle back to in these trailers later. Yeah. Um, If you just watch the teaser and trailer one, I don't feel like it gives you what the movie actually is. Yeah. Trailer two is a trailer for this movie. Yeah. So if you want like a good... If you're going into it, watch trailer number two. Yeah. To get a good glimpse of what you're in for. Because I had a different point frame of reference from what I remembered from these first two trailers. Okay. From the teaser and trailer one when I went into this movie. So you went into a thing and it was going to be a completely different movie than what it was. It was not completely different, but not what I saw. Okay. And so seeing what I saw didn't ruin the movie for me at all. Because I can tell you right now up top, I like the movie. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, my score will come at the end. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I, I, I ended up liking this movie quite a bit. Okay. Because um, if you remember the teaser trailer, it's the one where it has like that that Imperial or the Rebel like alarm going off the whole time. Oh, yeah. Showing all these like dramatic shots and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And it ends with like Force Wicker saying, What will you become? <laughs> this weird fucking raspy ass <laughs> voice. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's, it's got, um, all that shit that 
was an amazing, like, it gives me goosebumps still watching it. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But the tone of that trailer is not directly the tone of the movie. Okay. So, just throwing it out there. All right. Now let's get back into the movie, because I, I will circle back to the trailers a little bit later. Okay, okay. And I think you know why. Okay. Maybe you don't. Maybe I'll surprise you. Maybe. But maybe you're on to me. <sighs> I'm on to you. What the fuck? Uh, so this movie does start out with uh, Felicity Jones as Jen Erso, as yep. a young one. Young one. <laughs> as a child, young some people Link. say. As a young Link. Not a young Link, because she didn't get mowed down by Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> uh, and uh, her family comes under attack. Mads Mikkelsen, her dad, comes under attack by that evil... Uh, I almost called said Mads Mikkelsen again. By Bendy Mendy himself. Oh, Bendy Mendy. Uh, fuck, I didn't write down his name. What's his name in the movie? Fuck. I can't remember, and I should know because I've been like, ever since I saw the movie, I've been playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and they make him a playable character in it. I've been playing as him, but I never remember to like look at his name. I think it's like Carrick, Cleric. Yeah, I think so. Look it up so we're for sure. I will look it up. I think I think it's Carrick. General Carrick. General Carrick. Anyway, he's while he's looking it up. And then, um... Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, Galen Urso, is, uh... Slated. Krennic. 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 Yes. Krennic. Krennic. Wrote it down so we won't forget again. Um, so he came up with the... Not necessarily the Death Star, pl- like, the entire Death Star plans. Yeah. But, like, the super weapon, I would assume, right? Or did he come up with the entire blueprints for the Death Star? Like, I think it was his brainchild, and then they kind of built around that. Because they they do have, like, a thing where it's like, yeah, we let you quit, we let you <laughs> buy this farm and shit, but we just realized we can't finish it without you, so you gotta come back. Right, right. And so the Empire takes him. Uh, Jin Erso is hiding off in a bunker. Yep. Gets picked up by um, Force Whitaker's character, and somewhat rate like he raises her, like to a point. They give you a little bit of their backstory of like their backstory in like just a conversation they have between each other. Yeah, yeah. And then it. And, and so it flashes forward a little bit, and then she you see Jyn Erso in a prison. She gets out of the prison, gets captured by the rebels, and... They free her. And then brought in yeah. to, like, the rebel congress roundtable. Yeah. And then uh, say, hey, your dad or whatever is making these plans. You want to go try to make them not do these? <laughs> they... Gang of characters comes together. Then they go to retrieve the Death Star plans. So... There you go. The, the Rebel Alliance can stop the evil empire. Exactly. Bada boom. You got you got there. Put those guys in the room. Um, so, without spoiling it, I thought... Uh, 
The movie was really good. I thought the beginning was kind of lacking. A li- and it di- I want to say it did a, real, a lot of similar things that Suicide Squad did earlier in the year. Okay. Where it kind of jumped around a little bit in the beginning to kind of introduce all the kind of the main players that you're going to be seeing. Rogue One did it better oh, yeah. than Suicide Squad, yeah. but I'm saying in a similar tone that they kind of did the same thing. So much to the effect that they actually had to have like text on the bottom of the screen to tell you where you were. Yeah. And that's the first time a Star Wars movie's ever done that. Which I really like that. I almost kind of wish they would do that with the episodes. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it either. There's so many times they go to planets where like, they'll say it between each other, but they won't... Like, they, like in this, they actually give you the name of the planet and they tell you like what it's for, or like what its main source of income or whatever, what have you, is. Yeah. So it's like... like I, I feel like I know more about the planet in terms of just trying to like listen on conversations like we're going here because there's fucking moisture farms or whatever <laughs> uh maybe a little bit of spoiler there is a blue milk in this movie there is yeah it's in the well it's in the very beginning oh. where this Jin Urso's a really small kid and they're on that moisture farm oh, yeah. or whatever <laughs> but anyway uh where was i oh yeah um i actually liked the I, I didn't mind the text either because it, like it kind of made this movie more different in that aspect. It didn't have yeah. to be like another chapter in the Star Wars yep. Skywalker saga. It yeah. was something all its own. Like they, don't, they don't even give you the scroll in the beginning either. It's just they get right into the action. Right. I like that too because I thought I was going to miss it. Yeah. But then it just has the Lucasfilm thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom. And it's, yeah. like, in space, and yeah. you're there, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, like it almost kind of starts, like, how, like, the end of a <laughs> scroll would would start, where you are you are in space, and you're focusing on a planet. Yeah. I, I liked it quite a but, bit. Yeah, I, I still, yeah, I didn't I didn't miss it at all. I, I still liked it. Yeah, it was good. Um, but then, yeah, as I said, it kind of jumps around. It introduces, um, generous off the bat, it introduces Cassian Andor, as he's yeah. doing his scallywaggy ness. What's cool about his character is that uh, he's not as clean cut as you would believe, like a rebel. Oh, yeah. Because in the Star Wars movies, it's always like the Empire are the bad guys, the Rebel Alliance are the good guys, and the Rebel Alliance never does anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But, like, you see, like, what this movie actually does really well is show more shades of gray. Yeah. Especially on the rebel side, and the empire is almost always this like pretty much evil the whole time. Yeah, but like it shows like in a war, each side is gonna have to do some pretty heinous shit. Yeah, it's war. Yeah, and when it gets farther into like the third act, when all the action is ramping up and everything, and you may have seen from the trailer all the beach action going on, mm-hmm. like it's like a Saving Private Ryan in space. Like it's oh, yeah. it's not like super fun. Mm-hmm. It's like high higher tension, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated that as well. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and so when uh, Jyn Erso and Cassian Endor actually meet, they end up going to Jeddah and meeting up with more people. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Yen, who plays Chirrut Imwe, 
and Yang Wen, who pay, plays Bay's Malbus. Yeah. They're like a duo. Yeah. Who, like, guarded, like, a Jedi temple or something like that. Yeah. Um, they, I actually, these are my two favorite characters in the movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> Donnie Yen's character, it plays, like, the blind, uh, he's, like, Force-sensitive, but he does not, like, a Jedi or anything. Yeah. And, uh, he has, like, one of the best fight scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. I love that fight scene. I almost want to see more Oh, it was, like, right at, the, right at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where, the, where they're when in they, Jeddah yeah, still. They first, yeah, when they yeah. first meet him. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then they also meet Alan Tudyk, who he voices, K2SO. Yeah. Which is the sassy droid of the movie. Yeah. Well, the, I, he's with Cassian, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I just forgot because he's farther down on my list and i'm like oh yeah he's also in this movie yeah um anything you want to add in while i'm kind of going on forever here well i don't like i feel like the the story should like speak for itself but like in terms of characters like i a lot of the complaints i heard for the movie is that like because they're all new characters like you don't really get to know them as you as you go on and uh I feel like there's like one character where I was just like, yeah, I don't really see where he fits into this whole thing. And that's like the pilot. Yeah. Like the pilot, I didn't really give a shit about at all. No. But everybody else, I feel like they gave enough of a backstory to where I can kind of like piece together the rest of it and have like feelings for them. Like when they meet their fate. Yeah. Or when certain ones meet their fate, I'll say. And, uh, cause, uh, yeah, like I, I feel like this is a, an amazing, uh, compendium to, uh, to New Hope for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it definitely makes you feel more for the stakes in a New Hope as opposed to just getting into it being like, here's some plans. They're going to go and try and use it to blow up with that star. Mm-hmm. Like I even like brought up, well, I'll get more into that in the spoilers and stuff, but I'll, uh, <coughs> Like it's just it it even though you don't know know these people in terms of like growing up with them or seeing them in previous movies, like you still develop a fondness for them and you respect what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. they they set up a lot of the characters kind of like like this is like this is like their mission where they have really nothing else but this mission. Like as yeah. it goes on, like uh, Jin is kind of an orphan. Uh, and, um, uh, Cassian is just, like, has been doing this for so long, where, like, even if, if a war were to end, he wouldn't know what to do with, it, with, know what to do with himself. Sure. And, um, uh, Donnie Yen and, like, the guy that he hangs out with are, they've, for what you know, like, they've spent the most of their lives defending this temple, which may or may not still exist. Yeah, why do you have to defend it anymore? Yeah. Because all the Jedi are pretty much gone. Yeah, so it's like, you you get this cavalcade of characters that come together that realize they have nothing else left, so they want to put their lives towards something great, and then this leads to this mission of theirs. Mm -hmm. I, I somewhat agree with, like, there is kind of a lack of character development in well especially the pilot because when i went even to go look up the names and the uh actors yeah. on this it gave the google gave me 
everybody's like real Christian name. <laughs> yeah. And uh their act and their character's name. Yeah. But it didn't do it for the pilot. Yeah. It gave their actor's name and then no like nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it doesn't even like develop enough that Google knows yeah. his fucking character's name. And they treat him like he's such an important character every time, and I'm like, I don't feel like I know like I Who feel cares? like you should I feel like you should have died on Jetta. Yeah. Like I feel like you should have just died on Jetta and then if he would have then I would have been like, Awesome, I'm I'm with this group of people, but they kept giving him stuff to do where I'm like Sure dude, yeah. Go ahead and drive the ship. Yeah. <laughs> but uh the most developed characters were Jin and Cassian. Yeah. And even then, like I feel like except at only like one point, I felt like Jin was really she's kinda one note for me. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I except feel like... for like that one like one time where she meets up with Forrest Whitaker's character, which yeah. is older. Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, I like I I want to get behind her and her uh, like her um, motivation and stuff. But I feel like all the characters, most of the characters around her, are the ones that are the most entertaining that like drive the story. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of like that vessel that you put yourself in, where like you see it through her eyes. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the plot and yeah. everything and else ev- fun is going ev- on yeah, around everyone, her. Everyone else is like the eccentric personalities that she follows throughout the story. Yeah. Yeah, I I can agree with that for sure. And Diego Luna, like, I, I thought he was going to be different, I guess, from from what I saw in the trailers to the movie. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to be more of... Like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to really explain. I thought he was going to be like a rebel officer that is a kind of, everything I'm going to explain is like what happens in the movies. <laughs> but like, I thought he was going to be like a rebel officer that is like recruits, um, Jin Erso into like this suicide mission essentially. Yeah. And then they go and and do this and and whatever. But I thought <coughs> rather than the way he was portrayed in the movie, he was going to be a little more different, like a little more I guess respected as like a rebel officer. And like yeah, but I, I, I don't, the thing I like about this the most is that excuse me, like nobody in this movie is like considered like a hero or very yeah. high up in terms of rankings. Like they're all they all are considered like misfits, like just this group of people brought together for this common purpose. Where like even by the time where like the time like when the mission comes around to actually get these plans, like. Not everyone, like, most of the Rebel Alliance is even really behind them. They're just kind of like, go ahead, do your thing, and we don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we're fucked, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got this thing called the Death Star, have you seen it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, with, um, as, I wouldn't, I've heard other reviewers say, like, the first act, like, well, maybe, like, the first half of the movie is clunky. I never got that it was clunky. No. I, I just 
knew that they had to introduce a huge gang of characters really quick. Yeah. Make you feel as much about them as you they possibly can at this point to make them get to this the mission that they have to go on. Yeah. I it the first part it felt slower but it felt necessary for what it built up to. Yeah. And so like I if yes it is slower but I didn't have as much of a problem with it as like other reviewers that I've heard. Yeah. And maybe they're just a huger Star Wars fan than I am, or big, a bigger movie fan, but I never was taken out of the movie at all. I've heard so many reviews for this where they're just like, they're trying so hard to hate it, where I'm like, <coughs> dude, you're just being just an asshole. Just try ass- to enjoy you're it. You're just being an asshole right now. It's yeah. like, oh, they're not letting me, they're not making me care enough about the characters. It's like, you're just, how many fucking movies do you watch where you're given less time to care about a character. Yeah. And they're like, Star Wars is gave me this person I'm supposed to fucking care about him? <laughs> Don't fuck yourself, dude. It, it's... Be a human being! These yeah. are human beings doing something. Yeah. And it's like, whatever, they're not... He's not <laughs> saying funny shit. I'm not liking him. Yeah. Oh, what the... Whatever, dude. Like, if you're not into it, then don't watch it. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, only... Like... All the negative reviews that I heard is, like, only... Maybe they do feel that way. Who knows? But, like, I feel like they're just either... If you don't like a movie, you have to hate it. And that's not the way the world works. No. Like, you can just think a movie is is great. It's not the best thing in the world, but yeah. it's fun. It's a yeah, fun movie. Exactly. And that's what Rogue One is. Exactly. Um. Do you want to go into, like, more spoilery details? Spoiler time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. let's do that. That's it. But um, I'll, I'll just say in ter- <clears throat> in terms of uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out because I uh, would too. This is like I feel like um, I don't know. Like uh, I think like this kind of reaffirms my love for like the original trilogy. Like even beyond the Force Awakens, I feel like they get things right in this that I feel like The Force Awakens could have done better, to be honest. There, Yeah, there's an aspect in Rogue One, like, things that they do in this only strengthen the original trilogy. Exactly. Especially A New Hope. Yeah. Like, oh my god, like, if you don't want to go into the spoiler stuff yet and wait until you see it and go back, just know that, like, when I got done with this movie, I wanted to go back and immediately pop in A New Hope. Because it takes like place, yeah, the, it ends exactly right where A New Hope starts. Yeah. Like, in one minute, A New Hope is going to start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't even need to see the crawl, because the crawl for A New Hope is this movie. Is this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but yeah, it's, like, it. the third act, I want to say, ramps up to an amazing crescendo. Exactly. An amazing, a great ending. Mm-hmm. That made me just immediately want to keep watching another like a go into a new hope yeah. so it was great mm-hmm. so anyway spoiler territory from here on yeah. out yep so there's stuff i'm gonna circle back to the trailers okay <clears throat> there's stuff that iconic like images in the trailers that were not ended up being in this movie okay because of the reshoots i want to believe okay um have you looked up what a few of these were no so when I went back and rewatched these trailers, um, there's 
that one line where she says, I rebel, when she's at that the yeah. round table. Having that line in the movie, I could take it or leave it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also that haunting, like, what have you become, is not in the movie at all. <laughs> um, there's a shot of... Uh, the whole Rogue One gang running on the beach with, like, the Death Star plans in their hand. Yeah. That's not in the movie. Yeah. Um, when Felicity Jones is up on the balcony, like, near the end of the movie, trying to... Looks like she's trying to transmit the plans with that TIE fighter that comes up. Yeah. That's not in the movie. Um, there's a few shots of uh, Krennic, like going through like the water and his cape is like floating on top of the water as he's like walking up on the beach that's not in it darth vader in front of that like red map thing is not in it yeah so like and that one shot where at the end of the trailer where you hear like what will you become and felicity jones is in that uh tie fighter garb and like all those lights pop on over that's not in it like these are all like weird really cool images yeah that like didn't end up being in the film because supposedly 40 percent of this movie was reshoots yeah a huge amount oh yeah and like i want to know what the original cut of the film was if like 40 percent of it is different because i remember yeah because i remember they like i guess they wanted to they started the reshoots because they said that they thought it was too bleak like, they thought that it was way too dark in terms of, like, a Star Wars movie. And, like, how it ends, I can definitely see how it would be, how someone could make a super dark cut of this movie. Yeah, I suppose. But, I don't know. I'm not too worried about, like, different scenes that showed up in the trailer or whatever because, uh, I don't know. Like, I I feel like trailers are just to sell you on it. And then if, if there's a scene in the trailer that they don't show in the movie, I almost like that more because then it's like, then I get more original content that I didn't already see. Like I, yeah, I love, I, I love being more surprised by movies in terms of like, Oh, didn't see that. Didn't see that. Didn't see that. Paid it. Bye. Well, don't get me <laughs> wrong. I like seeing like stuff that surprises me too. Yeah. But if you're sold on the trailer and be like, Oh my god, this looks amazing, and none of that is in the movie. But I, like, I what feel, the fuck? I feel like a trailer, a trailer doesn't sell you on scenes; it sells you on a feeling. And I feel like I got the same feeling from the trailers as I did from the movie. I well, I as I said before, I don't, I didn't get that same feeling. If you go back and watch the teaser and the first trailer, it's they're selling two different movies. I don't know. I I feel like I got it, <laughs> but uh, the. Uh, shoot, what was like, okay, just out of curiosity, what kind of movie did you feel like you were going into before you saw it? So, I thought that um, Jin Erso was kind of going to be like... Uh, kind of like a rogue, like, causes trouble everywhere. And she gets... Um, she's not on like really anybody's side. She's not on the rebellion. She's not on the empire. She's just out for herself. Yeah. She gets into a lot of trouble. She's causing a lot of uproar and the rebellion like pretty much captures her to make her go on the suicide mission to get to the death star plans. She doesn't like, like you don't know until like the second trailer that her father helped with the death star. Yeah. Like you just like, 
So not knowing that her father was part of the Death Star plans, did that that took away from the movie? No, for you it, it it didn't really. But um, I'm just saying, like, instead of her wi- like voluntarily going, she was like forced to go on this suicide mission. Yeah, because she was expendable. And I thought that's the kind of the movie that they were going going on, and all these kind of like people along the way were going to come up because they also had like nothing to go on, which is close to what the movie is, but not quite. Like, rather than being, like, forced to go on this, they voluntarily went. <clears throat> and I thought that that was kind of where it was going to go from there. Okay. I don't know. Just go back and watch, like, the first trailers. Because... Sure. I... I, I like, honestly, when I watch a trailer, I don't invest a whole lot of feeling into it. It's like, I just... I watch it, and then if it gives me a feeling of the atmosphere of it, like... Then I'm okay. Then that's something I want to see, or even if I like, if I like word of like usually like word of mouth, or if a trailer strikes me, then I'll go see it. I don't I don't try and base a lot of my uh, feelings towards like what scenes I see as a, compared to either or, or um, like in all honesty, this is a fucking Star Wars movie. They could have like legit showed me like a fucking like. <laughs> cat video and then rogue won a star wars story i'm like seeing it yeah well yeah <laughs> like this movie is kind of different because whatever you kind of if you like star wars you're in for it you know yeah. but like i i'm i i'm different with trailers like if yeah the overall feeling of the movie as i get from the the overall feeling of the trailer will make me want to go see it yeah what regardless of the imagery mm-hmm. but like some I'm like a highly visual person, yeah. And like, if I really dig what's going on in this trailer, I want to see it yeah. flow through through the movie. Like, mm-hmm. if I see a trailer and it's like, I really don't like when trailers are cut. Let's say for like a drama, for instance, or a dramedy type thing. Yeah. Like if they make the trailer full out look like a comedy. Yeah. And you go in and it's not and like it's not funny at all and it's like sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'll like, say I'll I'll give you that. I'm like I did not come to this movie to see this. I came cuz I thought I was going to have like a good time yeah. and instead I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like that shit. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Granted like this trailer this movie didn't do that. Yeah. But anyway, Let's get off the trailers <laughs> yeah. and let's get into the movie. Trailer talk. <clears throat> I actually heard um, that the ending of the original cut was different, but I only heard it from, like, a word of mouth from a person who works at BBC. Okay. So do you want to hear what they heard what the ending was? Tell me. So the ending was, uh, since we're in spoilers, everybody dies in this movie. Oh, yeah. But you should have known that from, like, A New everybody Hope. Everybody dies! <laughs> because they said that that group risked their lives to get these plans. Like, exactly. It's not a huge spoiler that yeah. everybody dies. Yeah. Anyway, but in this movie, they get the Death Star plans, they get them to the Rebels, everybody's still alive, yeah. maybe except for one or two people, mm-hmm. and they get on the Rebel ship, Darth Vader storms in, and then kills everybody. That was going to be the end of the Shit. movie. Yeah. And I kind of don't like that ending to the movie. No, yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, it, it takes makes away these, from, yeah, it, it takes away from, like, the, her- the... The heroics that they've done yeah. and just to be chopped down yeah. so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with how they, like, wh- how I thought they should have ended it would, like, be like a whole thing where, like, 
like if they want to do that, like do like a thing where like okay, Darth Vader storms and whatever, it lines him up, and then he's like, "Where's Death Star? Where's the Death Star plans?" And then they just get like this heroic like fucking monologue, or at least with Jin or like something where sure. it's like everyone ends up dying. He captures Jin and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't tell me what the Death Star plans are." And she's like, "Like I I came too far to do this or whatever." And then like mows her down but then it's like it's an heroic moment because right. it's like she was willing to look death in the face and be like go fuck yourself sure that would i would like that that'd be pretty cool yeah um but speaking of darth vader he was in this movie as you've seen from the trailer jesus christ one of the best scenes in the movie yeah like amazing makes yeah. darth vader actually scary scary <laughs> exactly like you see why people fear him. Yeah. Fucking, um, like, brutal yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, it's at the very end of the movie, and he storms onto this rebel ship. The rebels already have the Death Star plans. It was so cool to see in that way, too, where, like, even after the, uh, the events of what happened down there, like, there's still people willing to risk their lives to get this information across. Like, Losing their lives, like, hand and foot, just yeah. being mowed down by Darth Vader. And they're yeah. just, like, you're just watching this disc being handed from, like, person to person through, like, closing doors with, like, yeah. Darth Vader slicing them in the half as they're handing it off. And you're yeah. like, God, like, it makes these people seem like such heroes. And it, like, yeah. like, I even told Molly after we saw this, like, I want to watch New Hope. And then every time, like, you see, like, the heroes in that, I'm just like, like, what did you do, seriously? <laughs> like, what have you done? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, you're, like, this big, per like, you're, like, this big important person, but I just watched a movie of so many people losing their lives to get you the information that drives yeah. the motivation of this movie, where it's, like, I'm a princess of a, of a, of a planet, so I, my, my ordeal is more important than these people. Go fuck yourself, Princess Leia. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, uh, shit. But yeah, so... I definitely, like... Oh my god, Darth Vader, that was such an... I wanted to watch it again right after that scene. Because, yeah. like, he's doing crazy shit, like... Uh, Force-choking people up onto the ceiling. Yeah. And then chopping them in half. Yeah, cuts like, them in half as he's, blaster like... <laughs> bolts. I think at one point he catches a blaster bolt and throws it back at people. Like... <laughs> fucking nuts yeah like it's good oh my god it's so good anyway also what uh rogue one does to help solidify a new hope mm -hmm. is that it shows that uh galen or so like he was the one that put the plans in place to put this weak spot into the death star yeah which is like if you watch a new hope it's so weird, like, without this movie. Yeah. It's so weird to be like, why did they have this opening, this huge weak spot yeah. for the Death Star? It's because it was designed in there as a failsafe because Galen Erso reluctantly worked for the Empire. Yeah. He worked for them just so they wouldn't, like, seek out his family and kill them. Yeah. But then, in the process, he put in this small weak spot that was, like, if you were just... To look at the look at the plans without really any rep, frame of reference, you wouldn't see it. Right. That there's this small port that you can shoot a missile into and destroy the whole entire thing. Yeah. Which was smart, like ingenious. It yeah. totally solidifies a new hope. Exactly. To being great. That's why this is like a perfect compendium to right. a new hope for sure. Yeah. 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 
Um, and because at one point in the movie, Galen Erso says like, they don't, they can make the Death Star without me. Like they already have enough information. They can just keep going. Yeah. But if I don't get on and help with the engineering of this, like I won't be able to put like a weak spot in it. Exactly. And so that's why he works. And I'm like, that is so fucking smart. <laughs> it's, yeah, that it's is awesome. so great. I love that shit. Yeah. Um, we already said, uh, pretty much everything of the characters. What else? Is there any, what do you think of K2SO? Oh yeah, dude. I loved, I loved <laughs> K2S. Like just, yeah, just the characters in general. I love K2SO was fantastic. Like the fact that he was the comedic relief, but he wasn't, um, uh, like he was a comedic relief, but he wasn't comedic relief in terms of like let's say something funny. It's just that it's he's programmed this way, where he's just um, like he just says what's on his mind. He's almost kind of like the um, Drax, yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy. He takes he, everything really literally, very literal and very to the point. Like he never, like if he doesn't like you, he says it and he repeats it nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, like the whole relationship between him and Jin is like one of my favorite things of the whole movie. Yeah. Where it's like, it starts out with him not trusting her with a blaster. And then at the very end, he give she gives him a blaster and he's like confused by it. Like, what would you give me? I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's but, really yeah. good. But, um, to go back to the characters, I fucking, I also really like the, uh, Donnie Yen and like his, uh, like the guy that's with him their kind of relationship together because I even developed a theory behind it where, um, <laughs> might be kind of out there, but, uh, the guy that's with them, like the, what's his name? Uh, maze or Baze Malbus. Baze Malbus. Like he kind of looks like, uh, the guy that played Django Fett. Yeah. So I want to say, so like my, my weird fan theory is, that Donnie oh Yen. God. Okay, here we go. I'm here gonna geek go. out. I'm gonna geek out here. Here we go. Here we go. Everyone, tune out for like two minutes. If you don't want to hear me geek out, but my my fan theory is that Donnie Yen was like, he's he's pretty much like uh just like a throwaway Jedi Knight where it's like he went blind, so like he he's very very um uh, limited in what he can do. Sure. And uh. Baze Malbus, his buddy, is, like, well, like, the last of the clones that they used. Okay. Like, before they, like, switched over to just, like, using volunteers. Right. So, like, they're two, they're, like, basically two men without a country. Like, one is a wannabe Jedi Knight, and one is a person who used to be part of the Empire, but was since they stopped using clones, he was just kind of his own man, which I, cause like he has so much fucking hardware for just being a dude. Yeah, that's true. Like he's got like that, that all that armor and he's got that fucking big ass fucking machine gun thing. I feel like he was like some kind of gunner of some ship that he had this gun with. And then like they just completely stopped on clones and he got fucking booted to the side. And he's like an aging, aging version of like, the clones from the Clone Wars and like they like found each other and like since they can't trust their own like the own their own uh sex that they were a part of then they trust each other. Alright. Interesting theory. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Cause like 
like I feel like since he has like so much like hair and like a huge ass beard, like I feel like you can kind of imagine like him being like a very older version of like the clones from uh, the original trilogy. Except that like he's Chinese and they were like Latino. Yeah, but he's like darker, and then they have that little fucking like. If you look at him, I feel like you can kind of, you can kind of put it together. That's all right. You're just a weird, you a, a weird racist. Weird racist, dude. Look, I feel like you can kind of see it. I don't buy into that. I find it interesting. Yeah. But I don't buy into that theory, JT. But I do like the relationship, though. Like out outside yeah. of yeah, weird, yeah. outside of weird fan theories that I have. I do love the relationship where Donnie Yen is so into the Force and, like, the other guy and um, Baze Malbus is not into it at all. Like, it reminds me of, like, those, like, weird, like, Christian atheist relationships yeah. that people have. Yeah. Like, you, like, see those guys that are friends where, like, one is, like, very religious and one is just an atheist and they're like, come on, dude, that's, it's so dumb. Why don't you just give up on it? He's like, no, I believe in God. God is with me. I am always with God. Yeah, yeah. But then they still have this respect for each other, and I love I love that relationship that they share with each other. Yeah, yeah, I really like their relationship. It's pretty great because you can, like, right off the bat, you know that they're friends. Yeah, like you don't don't need to be told. You just see that their relationship is tight. Yeah, and I like it. That's yep. well done. Yeah, and like Donian's always that one where he's like, "I'm gonna go see what this is," and he's like, "Oh, oh brother, fuck, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> follow you." <coughs> Yeah, and I liked uh, Donnie Yen's character quite a bit because, like, it never says that he has the Force, but you can, obviously he's, like, Force-sensitive to it. Yeah. And because he's blind, I think he had to use, like, his other senses, and he, maybe he's just heightened from there. Yeah. So he's, he can use it a little bit more freely than maybe others could. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that was really cool. I always saw Donnie Yen as, like, if the Jedi Knights were, like, the Force's girlfriend, like, Donnie Yen is, like, the Force's side piece. <laughs> where it's like, God, he loves me so much, I'm gonna throw him a bone here and there. Sure. <laughs> I actually heard, like, a good analogy today that, like, Donnie Yen isn't... Because some, somebody, I, something I was listening to said, he, like, he was a Jedi because he was essentially doing, like, Force stuff. Yeah. And they're like, no, he's not a Jedi. Because, like, they put it this way. Like, if the Force is the same thing as being a mutant, then Luke Skywalker is a Jedi, and Donnie Yen... Or, no, Luke Skywalker would be an X-Man, and, like, Donnie Yen would still just be a mutant. Like, like a Morlock. <laughs> yeah, like, sure, he has the Force, but he's not at this upper echelon... Of, yeah. like, high-class, like, Force yeah. users. And I'm yep. like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. They even kind of, like, do, like, a little bit of, like, um... Of, uh, like, an explanation as to why Stormtroopers always miss. Because they have that scene where he walks... He's, like, walking towards that lever that he has to pull. Like, repeating, like, I'm with the Force, the Force was with me. Mm-hmm. And nobody's hitting him. Yeah. Where it's, like, maybe, like, the Force kind of has, like, a little bit of say into how events unfold. Could be, yeah. Right on. I like that idea. Um, what else? What? Oh, you know what I actually really liked is General Krennic, Bendy Mendy. Yeah. Like, I liked that he was a part of the Empire, but he wasn't just like this fucking upper crust, 
like he he's not at the same level as like Tarkin or all these other people. Yeah. Like he's like fighting to be at that level. Yeah. Like he keep he's the guy who always keeps getting shit on. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And he's yeah. just like kept trying and trying and trying to be like this top dog yeah and just keeps getting dumped on the whole I know. time like he's like the guy that like puts in all the work and then like some like upper echelon guy comes in and is like we'll take it from here yeah yeah, like, yeah what the fuck man i got you to this you got to this point like <laughs> yeah. what the hell yeah i really liked that aspect of him and he yeah he was really interesting because he was like freaking a rabid dog at some points like just ch- chomping at the bit yeah. like to be this like fucking the highest power. I know. Like I fucking love. Like I was so pumped when I saw Ben Mendelsohn was gonna be in this because he's so fucking good in those roles where it just like a guy who's down on his luck, who's just fighting to be somebody. Yeah. Like I've seen him in so many roles like that, and he's been fantastic in all of them. Mm-hmm. And like seeing him play that in this, like I was like, oh god, in a Star Wars film, fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Tarkin, Tarkin was in this movie. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Um, I feel like they overused him. Yes. Because they honestly, like, they couldn't use the same actor because he He's died passed, in, he yeah. died in 94. Right. <laughs> so, uh, they had to use, uh, like CG and for what it was, it was a really cool effect. Yeah. But they sit in the movie a lot. Yeah, they use it to the point where it's like, I can totally see this is fake. Like, if it was just that, that one scene at the beginning, then I'd been like, that was actually really cool. Yeah. Because like they, they do the same thing with Leia at the end. Right. But the, the thing with Leia is so brief, <coughs> where it doesn't give you enough time to, like, pull it apart. Right. But with Tarkin, they give you enough time to pull it apart. Yeah. If they he's introduced where he's just standing back towards the camera and you just see his reflection in the window. Yeah. And then he, at one point he turns and has just a little bit of dialogue and then the scene changes. Yeah. And I'm like, that was pretty cool. Like the CG was pretty good. Yeah. But then like the more he's in it, it's just like, God, this is kind of distracting. me. And like, he looks like, he looks like like they just like pulled him from like fucking polar express uh, and like, I don't know. It's a little better yeah, than yeah, that. it's a little better than that. I'll, it's a little better than that. But it's definitely, it definitely uh, sticks out as opposed to like actual actors and actresses. And it's, it's more noticeable because like not everything is CG. Like he's talking to a real person. Yeah. And it's that weird, uncanny valley mm-hmm. where like. It's just a little off, and yeah. but you could tell right away yeah. that something's not right. And I think it's just the way his mouth moved. Yeah. It's like, doesn't move as like sharply as like a real human mouth does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of moves like kind of slow yeah. a little bit. And it, uh, maybe it was just me, but I, I felt like his head was a little bigger than it was in like the movie. Well, they used a stand-in for Tarkin, and yeah. they CG'd over his head. Yeah. So I wonder if they had to like inflate his head a little bit to like yeah. cover the actors head. his head his head looked a little bigger than it did in the fuck in a new hope i i sure. mean i didn't notice that as much i just but like he it is kind of distract because he's in the movie probably like 10 minutes yeah yeah but i if he i don't know if he was 
Like, I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan, so I don't know, like, the like the canon precisely. Yeah. So I don't know if he really needed to be in the movie. Like, is it necessary? Why couldn't they, like... I, I like the fact that they made it so that he basically took all the credit for credits yeah. thing, and then that's what made him the... Because he is the head of the Death Star in, the, yeah. in New Hope. Yeah. But I don't think he needed to be there in person. Like, it could have been, like, a thing where it's, like, we're... Hint- like, it could have been, like, just, like, somebody walking and be like, oh, thank you for all your service. We're going to hand this over to Tarkin now. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think he needed to be in there. Or even just give him, like, a small scene where he just walks in and is, just takes the credit for it. And then it's like, what the fuck? I'm going to go bitch to Vader. Hmm. Yeah. Um, more on Vader, like, I there's the one sh- uh, scene where Krennic meets Vader at his, like, volcano lair. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, I found like really weird. Like they go back. Like he's like he never left Mustafar. Like it's just like it's like would you like get me yeah, the fuck like, out of there? Hey man, I'm still looking for my legs, <laughs> for my my legs and my arm that I lost. I think they're around here somewhere. Like there's a lot of cool imagery yeah. in that scene. Yeah, and you get to see like Vader as like really vulnerable in that tank. Yeah, and who the fuck was that cloaked guy <laughs> that came up to Vader? Like, in while he was in that tank. Yeah. That hooded guy? Who was that? I have no idea. No! Like, it's just, like, some weird hooded guy. Emperor's son. Uh, yeah! <laughs> the Emperor's son! Um, I was going in more on that, and, like, some people speculate that it's Snoke from Episode 7. Ooh, that'd be cool. So I'm like, oh, maybe like they'll his apprentice, that. Like, his secret apprentice is yeah. Snoke? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, alright, maybe. I don't know. And, like, uh, like... Um, when he had that whole scene with Krennic and like he had that huge like monologue or something, I don't know. Like maybe I'm being too nitpicky, but couldn't you like kind of like tell like the age in James Earl Jones's voice a little bit? Yeah, you, I could tell. Like it doesn't exactly sound like you remember Darth Vader sounding like. Yeah, but James Earl Jones is getting really up there in age. He is, and so like. I didn't hold that against the movie at all. Yeah. I did notice a little bit of difference in the voice. Like, a little bit I'm... of skips in the voice as opposed to when he first did it. Like, like I'm. this is just me being nitpicky, and it's like, yeah, I know James Earl Jones is getting really up there in age, and I'm almost kind of a dick for just bringing it up in general. <laughs> but, no, I did notice that it sounded just... Like, the canter of it was a little different. Yeah. But I'm like... I'm not going to hold against James Earl. He's probably like yeah. 90 years old. Yeah, at dude's this like point. working his ass off being a fucking 90 year old. Like, <laughs> like I'll take what I can get at this yeah. point. So yeah, I, I didn't mind that at all. I just still found it weird that like Darth Vader has like this volcano castle, which apparently they've been trying to cram in movies since return of the Jedi. What? There's like, concept art of like they've wanted to have vader to have this volcano castle (laughs) for like years and they've never found a reason to put it in yeah and so they tried to put it in like return of the jedi never really found the time to do it they tried to like show it a little bit in uh episode seven because there's concept art of it yeah never put it in and i think because of the reshoots they put in they put it in this one to finally like do it? He's got a fucking volcano <laughs> castle. So, like, I'm like, okay, because this was shit around since, like, Lucas wanted to have yeah. fucking a volcano lair for Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sure, it's really cool, but after watching, like, 
Revenge of the Sith, where you know that's where he like burns half his body off and like well, that's like such a hazard to yeah, be but still that's around. Like, like in terms of like in terms of like Sith lore, like I feel like that's where he was born. Like that's where Darth Vader was born. Like I guess maybe that's where he feels more at home. I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I'm I get shit. it. I'm pulling I get shit it. together. No, I understand. That's more put together than your freaking. I'm still telling you, dude. Clone fucking... trooper leftovers <laughs> theory. <laughs> I feel like he looks enough like the fucking clones from whatever. Um, another thing that I want to nitpick about is like that. I didn't really like so much is that they use like the death star twice in this movie. Yeah. Like not to its full effect. They use it to like wipe out a huge chunk of land on a planet because they can't use it to its full extent because they say in the movie like this is their like the first time they use it to its full capacity is when they blow blow up all the right but like they it just seems to me like that was that should have been their test run and they use it twice in this and it's just like i i was fine when they use it that first time when Forrest Whitaker ends up biting it. Yeah. But, uh, I'm like, and they use it again? To, like, blow up that fucking beach planet or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. To me, I'm like, maybe they shouldn't use it as much. Just for the health and safety of those two guys that are standing in that Death Star canal with no, like, rail or whatever, and that beam flies right by him. Well, like, I mean, like, if they have, like, they even, like, talked about, like, they were going to Scarif, and then it's just like, well, I have it, and might as well fucking use it. Yeah. I, I don't know. To me, I was just like, why? I thought it was poetic how, like, basically, the, like, the entire team is wiped out by the, the same thing that they're, that they're about, that they're pretty much, they're the main reason for its demise. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense, but I don't I don't I don't know. I always thought like it, the first initial test on Alderaan was the first time they ever shot it off, and I kind of held that in my head as like something they should stick to, but I guess they didn't. Eh. I, I wasn't completely I wasn't completely taken away from it from that. Uh, I, I will say this is watching this, and this may, maybe this is my love affair with the original trilogy, but. I feel like this reinvigorates my lack of excitement for the villains in episode seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm not a big fan of the first order at all. I still don't fully understand the first order. I just like everyone in the first order just seems like a bunch of whiny bitches. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, like the cool thing about the empire was they, they had the emperor, which was he never he never showed his face because he had Darth Vader, who was just a fucking ultimate badass. Right. And then everyone under under Vader, who he could just keep in control because everyone was scared of him. Right. Then you have the First Order, where it's like, okay, you have a a dude played by Dom Hall Gleason, who's just like, let's do this, and then fucking Kylo Ren, who's like. More or less just, like, throwing temper tantrums every time something doesn't go his way. Yeah. Which is led by this guy, this mysterious guy called Emperor Snook. Yeah. Where it's like, 
dude, you're fucking whatever your group or <laughs> your like empire or whatever is falling apart because the guy that you've left in charge of it is fucking having nervous breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy is just like a slimy douchebag. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you taking full control and reins? If you're so powerful, just taking full control and reins of everything until everything is in order and then go and be mysterious in some cave where you can have big holographic frames yeah. of your face that you can talk to people as. But no, he, but because of that, he just seems like a big <coughs> pussy hiding hiding away somewhere, just talking to people as a big hologram while everyone else is falling apart around him. It just seems like, it doesn't even seem like that big of a threat. Like, yeah. even when they had, like, that planet where it's like, we can throw, we can blow up four planets at a time. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but you still seem like a bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> like, you can't even really do anything. They don't even got it really together. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Empire seemed so, like, it just reaffirmed it with this movie where, every, like, they seem like such a formidable threat. Like, yeah. even when you know how it's going to end, you're like, holy fuck, like, these guys are fucking the real deal. Like, right. it's going to take so much yeah. to fucking take over these guys. And you know how it's going to end. Yeah. You watch episode seven where you're like, oh, you got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that that's why, like, that's why, that's my major gripe with the, with the new series of films where I, I, it doesn't feel like there's a major threat right now. Like they, maybe they can build to one in the future. Like I, I hope they do. Yeah. But right now I'm just like, yeah, you guys got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was doing a little bit of comparing from episode seven to rogue one myself. And I still want to say I like episode seven more than rogue one. Um, but there are really high points in Rogue One, especially that last act, that like I feel like overshadow my excitement that I had during Episode Seven. Yeah. Um, but I really, even though Episode Seven, like, I'm rather the, even though uh, Rogue One introduced a lot of characters like Episode Seven did, I feel like Episode Seven, I'm. I had more of an attachment to those characters than I did than ones that introduced in Rogue One. Okay. And, like, that's what makes me want to keep going with that story. Granted, like, a big chunk of the... Like, a chunk of the characters in Episode 7 you've got to know through, like, a ton of other Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, with Han and Chewie and Princess mm-hmm. Leia and all that other stuff. But I felt like you really got to know Finn and Rey and... Uh, BB-8. <laughs> um, a lot more, and, like, you could really get behind what they were about more than you could in some of, the, like, the uh, characters in Rogue One. Yeah. And that's, like, that's my biggest comparison, like, why, why I would want to keep going with these, with these guys. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I personally, I think I like Rogue One better than Episode 7. Yeah. Because... Like, like how I said in the beginning, like, I feel like this is, like, the group of people that won't get the credit for what everyone else does in the long run. Like, this is, this is the group of people that you focus on that did, like, the work that will not be appreciated by anybody. Like, when, 
like when this is all said and done, like when the smoke is cleared, you're gonna know about Luke, you're gonna know about Leia, yeah. you're gonna know about Han. And these no guys one's gonna, will be forgotten. Yeah, and they will be forgotten. And I feel like those are the biggest heroes of them all. Like the people that went in to do like what what a lot of people like seeing it f- through like a pinhole as very minuscule, but they made the ultimate sacrifice. Right. As opposed to like Luke and Leia and Han, who actually got to live full, like rich lives. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like there's a lot of respect behind that, and I love I love these characters in terms of like they were all kind of bred to be these sacrifices, kind of like Jin is a Jin is an orphan. Um. Um. Diego Luna's character, he was just probably an orphan. <laughs> Well, not well, like not an orphan, but he was he was bred. To, he even says like he was part of this war since he was six years old. Yeah. So like he knows nothing but war. So even if the war were to end, like what 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 would he do? Yeah. And then you have um, Donnie Yen and other guy where they all they knew was that temple and the temple was wiped out. So you bring all these people together for a common goal where if they survive it, then what's left for them. Yeah. So it's like the perfect mission for them. Yeah. But even though that they made this big sacrifice, they probably will never be known. Yeah. And I feel like that's more heroic than actually being like actually being in a ceremony where someone, where like someone gives you a medal. All right. That's true. Like the only people they know are each other and they die together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, that's that's why I love this movie so much is that it it gives you the unsung heroes story like it gives them their even though this is a completely <coughs> false and made up universe right like it's still giving the unsung heroes their time of day yeah and I have like that's like I feel like that's a really cool concept behind this movie yeah no I I I agree with you there like I can get behind that idea. Um, I, I don't have much else to say about this movie otherwise than, like, like, I thought it started out a little bit slow, and I was kind of, didn't know where it was kind of going at one point, and then once it started clicking all together and everyone started, like, moving forward, I really started to enjoy this movie, and yeah. by the end of the movie, I was completely on board mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, I just want to watch the next one right now. Yeah. So, like... It did an amazing job of getting me on board and hooking me really hard, mm-hmm. but I did it did take I don't know it did take its time to get there for me personally, um, but at the at the end I would probably give this movie a B B plus because the end like if. The beginning of the movie is kind of slow, but it really pulls it out at the end. Like, great. Because by the end of the movie, I want to feel great. Like, I don't want it to be the other way around where it mm-hmm. starts really great and just meanders off into just garbage. Yeah. But, like, because it was a little bit slow, I didn't really get into s- some of the characters as much. Like, the pilot, it's not even worth talking about. <laughs> like, the, the only thing I want to bring about up about the pilot is that he got his mind wiped by that weird octopus thing. Yeah. And then in five minutes, he's fine. Yeah. And he said, it's dumb. It's That could yeah. be taken out of the movie. Yeah. He could have just been hit with a pipe. And it would have done <laughs> had the same effect. 
But uh but I would I think I would give this movie like a B plus. Yeah. Um I have a shit ton of respect for this movie. I fucking I love I even if the beginning was very uh slow, I was invested from like moment one of this entire film. Like I was I I was attached to the characters. Like I loved I even loved the fact that they gave like a little bit of uh gray to the rebellion. Yeah. Like they even almost kind of made it like uh it feels like less of like uh like a Nazi like the Empire seemed like less of a Nazi party and more of like almost right. kind of like how like <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. Like it's like <laughs> Like they even have like a thing where uh well, like uh Saw Gerrera, um um Forrest Whitaker's character <laughs> is me. kind of leading like more of a uh militant version of the of the rebellion that like goes out and bombs like random uh empire outposts and stuff mm-hmm. where it's like it almost kind of hits close to home where it's like fuck like yeah there's 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 a, there's a lot of people out there that want want to do good but then there's like these groups out there that they want to do good but they do it in the worst way but like you can almost kind of see how the empire can like pull propaganda to an extent where it's like they're all like that all the rebellion is like that yeah where it's like well fuck man then like like it, it kind of hits like what it kind of makes kind of a like a statement about today almost in a way. Yeah. I I don't think um Force Whitaker's character I didn't really put him on the rebellion side at all. I thought he was kinda like his own thing. Like he just wanted to be left alone and he'll fight for his like just well, to be left they, alone. They they say like he's he's he claims he's a rebellion, but he does all these crazy things where he'll just go out and bomb people or like bomb these certain things. And, like, claim it in, in the name of the Rebellion. Mm. I guess I missed that. But, yeah, like, it, like it's... I feel like it has, like, themes that hit close to home. It's, like, the cast, even though you you don't get to know them as much as you probably want to. Like, they... I think they give you enough that you can connect with them in a certain way. And, uh, like, the only thing that I'll... The only thing that I'll... Uh, uh, doc doc at points for is the weird fucking uh, uh effect with Tarkin. Yeah, where they just like you could have just showed him once, and I would have given you credit. But you just keep doing it over and over again. So I'm like, come on, dude. They could have showed him in like a hologram. Yeah, yeah, show him in a hologram. Be perfect. Yeah, but they just kept pushing him, put him in over and over again. So like, I'll give it a very very strong A, and I've. I almost guarantee this is going to be in my top ten list for sure. Oh, yeah? Okay. Right on. Great. 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 Well, there you go. Rogue One gave it pretty favorable reviews. Um, I do recommend everyone to go out and see it if they are a fan of Star Wars, especially. If you're just a fan of the like uh, nice, action-y movie around Christmas time, I would also go around and check it out. Do it. Do I it, do, do it. not think... You will be disappointed. Yeah. And if you are, you've heard everything from here on out and before why we had what we liked and what we disliked. Just take it from there. Most def. Uh, 
Well, besides Rogue One JT, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Well, um, I've, uh, I finished the first season of Hannibal. Oh, really? Finally. Yeah, finally. (laughs) And, uh, I feel like even if you just want to watch the first season of it, like, I feel like it comes together as, like, a very cool story. Like, I mean, we're even getting to, like, the second season of it, and it's, like, kind of not as good. But uh, the first season by itself, I think, is a really cool. Is a really cool story, and it brings and it brings almost all the stories together into one climax, where you're like, "Fuck!" Oh, cool. But yeah, definitely like Hannibal. Getting more into Justified. Justified is amazing. How far are you at right now? Uh, got like three more episodes in the first season. Oh, brother. Oh, it's so good. How many uh, episodes in a season? Uh, like, 13. Okay, not so bad. And there's six seasons. Oh, shit. But it's... That went along... That went along farther than I thought. I thought I only got to, like, three. I, I thought... I didn't think it went that far either, but I was, like, looking on Amazon and... Yeah, good times. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... I, uh... Like... Molly was asking me like, "What's like some TV shows that you watch that you really liked?" And I just brought up a bunch of them and like gave him like a give her like a brief synopsis of a bunch of them. And like the one that she pointed out that she wanted to see, so we like, started watching it together is The Leftovers. Oh, okay. So I got back into the first season of the Leftovers, and like, I think it's better the second time around watching it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like now I'm, that you know what kind of you're into and you're yeah, getting and into it's it. definitely a very interpretive show like there's a lot of stuff in there where well it's like dame lindelof is really into it who did lost yeah and like he's kind of credited for doing the more like super weird shit with lost yeah and you can definitely tell in this series but yeah all in all like i'm i'm getting i'm getting more and more back into it just watching more episodes of it and um uh we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy again. Yeah. I haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy since I was in theaters. Yeah. So I went back and rewatched it. And, like, I remember, like, people talking about, like, it's my favorite Marvel movie ever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, it was fine. Like, going back and watching it now, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, really good, right? Because <laughs> like, I went back and watched it not that long ago, too. And I'm like, I fucking love that like, movie. what the fuck? Like, why? what took me so long to rewatch <laughs> this? It's so goddamn good. Yeah so fun like even like uh batista's drax yeah like all of his like weird lines here and there was so fucking good like the one the one line that sticks out to me the most that i just crack every time i hear it is like i like this knife i'm gonna keep it (laughs) 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 pulls like blows me away every time (laughs) i can't can't think about it like he just went from like trying to kill somebody to like I like this knife. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh shit! And um, Molly's trying to get me back into Lord of the Rings. We watched the first two movies of it, mm-hmm. and uh, if she's listening, I'm sorry. Still not into it. I can't get into it. It's not my I thing. I try so hard. Like it seems like something where it's like I should like this, but it's I don't know what it is. I just can't You're just get into, into it. Just not into the fantasy. That's what. That's what I, I'm like. But I love Game of Thrones. Which is weird. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, I lo- I feel like Lord of the Rings does stuff that Game of Thrones does awesome. Sure. 
Like, I'll, I'll watch, like, Lord of the Rings will do this shit they do in Game of Thrones, and it's like, uh, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. I, I just am not into, like, the whole fantasy genre type thing. And, like, we were talking about this one, actually, after we went to go see Rogue One, we were talking about, like, the Hobbit and shit. Yeah. Like, how I've never seen all of the Hobbit. And I called the dwarves gnomes. <laughs> and Neil just about fucking had an aneurysm. It's like, they're fucking dwarves, you idiot, not gnomes. But I, I just, I don't know. It's just not for me. But you know what? I can appreciate the lore. I know they're good movies. I, I know. They're well made. I, I've been a- watch. I watch them too, and it's like... The only thing that's getting me by is that this is, it's well made, yep. and I'm 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 liking the scenery, but I just cannot fucking get into the story. I like, can't either, man. It's how just... they fucking talk and like the shit that they, like, I don't know, like the shit they invest time in. I'm like, I don't care about this. Show me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't do it. <sighs> Not into it. Like I know, like she's gonna want to watch like the last one. And I'll be like. I'll watch it, but fu- like, like we were like watching it, and she's like, "Do you want to watch the second one right away?" I'm like, "Let's save it for later." Yeah, like, yeah right. If I watch the second one back to back, I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. Yeah, I if like I went to go see Return of the King in theaters on opening night at midnight, and granted it was midnight, but like I usually can like be up and I'm like, "Yeah, this is pretty great." Like I'm. Yeah. Fell asleep way early into that movie <laughs> and then woke up to see its 45 minute ending or whatever, where it just doesn't end. And it sucks that I want to like it so much. Like, I just, just want to be go. like, just, just let go. Be like, Come to is... my side. Come to my side. But I fucking love Game of Thrones. Like, I, that's okay. You I'll watch like Game of like. Thrones. I'll watch Game of Thrones all day. But when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I'm just like, I can't. JT, I, I need another it. supporter on my side. I need somebody right. to help me fight the good fight. All right, I fucking hate game. I, I fucking hate Lord of the Rings. Thank it's, you. It's not good at all. Yes, Molly, if you're listening, Woo! I'm sorry, but I just don't like Game of uh, or Lord of the Rings. I love Game of Thrones. I hate Lord of the Rings. Suck on that dinosaur, Neil. I got somebody on my side that can help me for I, once. I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> but that's all awesome. I've been. That's all I've been watching. Um. Well, uh, JT, as uh, everyone knows from last episode, I took off Monday. Yeah. What did uh, you watch? And, did you watch Rogue One again, or did you watch something else? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually stayed home, and I was like, I'm going to catch up on that Telltale Batman game. Ooh. And so I went into it, uh, went to open it up, and said, you need to, like, fucking update it. I'm like... <laughs> you need to... Okay. You need to go buy a PS4. That was their update. So I'm like, all right, I'll update it. Brought up the time remaining, 150 minutes to update this thing. Boof. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So while that was updating, I went and I read a couple of trade paperbacks. I read Trees Volume 2 by Warren Ellis and... uh, Oh shit, what's his name? What's his name? Jason Howard. Okay. Um really interesting concept. Volume uh it's about these like big spherical alien things that land at random places on Earth and nothing happens. Like they're just there, makes people go crazy essentially cuz they're like what's going on with this? Yeah. 
But then volume two kind of goes into like two separate stories where one's about this guy who's now like the new mayor elect for New York. Another's like a biologist from the UK. And it just, just doesn't really go anywhere. It's kind of boring. So I was kind of like, ah, that's kind of a bummer. Like the first trade was pretty good. I also read um, two trades of Ivar Timewalker from Valiant Comics. It's uh, about this guy who uh, is essentially an immortal, but he's only immortal because he jumps around in time all the time and takes along the first trade. is like he follows this woman for like a couple pages and she's about ready to crack down on this project she's doing. He walks into the room through the, this time portal and says like, you need to stop what you're doing. Come with me right now. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And so like, you're about to invent time travel and I need to show you why you should stop right now. And so he takes her onto like this grand adventure and like through that thing, they go into like a weird time loop where she tries to stop her dad from dying and finds out because she tried like several versions of her through time actually made her dad die because like through this whole intricate thing where like I'll just stop and go to the hospital where like say like don't put him on this anesthesia because like he's allergic and he'll die where like she gets caught in the elevator and so she goes back in time again and tries to use the stairs but instead she falls down and breaks her leg and so she has to go to like heal in Mexico and when she comes back she's like has a shaved head and all this other shit so all <laughs> of her various like different times she tries to stop her dad from dying all meet at this bar at one time and they're all sad for different reasons because they failed at stop having her stop. And so another version of her tries to go out and just follow her dad in the taxi that he drives and like, make sure he doesn't get in that car accident. Turns out she caused the car accident to kill (laughs) her own dad. And it's a weird time loop that they're in. It was an amazing story. I would recommend Ivar time Walker, to anybody like you don't really need to know any other valiant stuff that's it because it does connect to other things in the universe Mm -hmm. but you can kind of get those subliminally like just the story alone is really interesting and i really like time travel so that was really great oh hell yeah so while i read those then i had to go back and download all the individual episodes that i still haven't downloaded in telltale (laughs) batman (laughs) So that took a long time. So while they were downloading, I went back and started playing the Hitman game that I have. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not the one that's out now. It's the one that came out right before it. Like Blood Money? It's I think it's Blood Money or Absolution or something like that. Okay. But I, I was like, I always played the first two levels like over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, these are fun, but I never continued it. But I'm like, I'll just continue. Like... I really like the Hitman games because yeah. you, you go about them like a different way. There's some mechanics of it that I don't like because I always want to play like kind of like how like Uncharted plays where you can like hop over objects and kind of do whatever. Yeah. And this one you always to like vault over an object. You have to like strafe up to it and then say like, I want to go over this wall or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> it's not as actiony as I want it to be. Yeah. But I still really like it a lot. Yeah. So I played a lot of Hitman. Okay. When I finally got to play Telltale Batman. <laughs> yeah. The freaking second episode glitched out on me. So I never even finished the second episode and I downloaded that shit all fucking day. Get on that PS4, bro. Ugh. Get on that PS4. 
Also watched the movie Don't Think Twice by Mark, uh, Mike, Mark, Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I really like Mike Birbiglia's movies, mm-hmm. but he makes the, like, profession of comedy so sad in his movies. But I really like him regardless. I know. I want to check it out. It's on my list of things I want to watch before I make my list up. Yeah, it's good. I um I have to compile my list to see where it would fall. <coughs> Excuse me. But um I I I would recommend to see it. It's it's really good. Like yeah. it show if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's like essentially this improv group um are really a tight-knit group and they're really making a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then one of them gets called up to like a Saturday night live type show and then it shows how that impacts their group mm-hmm. and because everybody in that group is from different walks of life some are poor some like live off their parents some are going to saturday night live or yeah. whatever yeah and so you get to see how all that impacts each other and like how just like it it's it's great like it's all d- built on like feelings and all this yeah. other shit yeah it sounds really interesting it's really good yeah. I, I really like it yeah, I like I I got my my the next week I have off, so I'm planning on like going out of my way to watch a whole bunch of shit. So expect an enormous what you've been watching next <laughs> week because I'm gonna have I'm have like so much time on my hands. Amazing, you should play that Telltale Batman game. See how see how you like it. Maybe I'll get around to a final. Probably get farther than I will. Fuck's sake. <laughs> PS4. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's all I've been into this all right. week. Yeah. All right. So this, uh, next week is Christmas, this next weekend. Yes. Happy holidays to all you people yes. out there. Yes, happy holidays to everybody out there. Hopefully everybody has a great holiday... Holiday season. <laughs> it's holiday season. <laughs> and whoop-dee-doo. And dickery dock. And don't, don't forget... forget to hang up your socks, because just around at 12 o'clock, you'll be coming down the chimney, doll. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that song. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so next week, uh, we'll be having a little um, Christmas get-together right before we record our next episode. Oh yeah. So we'll be doing a gift exchange. We can talk about what we got. It's going to be... Do you want to do it on the air? Sure, yeah, let's do it on let's air. Let's do it. That'd be pretty great. I would love that. <laughs> we can, like, uh, tell about the kind of haul we got during Christmas. There you go. Oh, my goodness. That'll be so great. And cap it off with our end of Final Frontier Month when we review the Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence classic. Can't stress enough classic. Instant classic. Instant classic Passengers. Right. There's, have you seen any, there's some reviews of it out right now. I haven't seen any reviews. From, from what I've seen of, like, the reviews of the reviews, which is, like, the headlines of over the reviews, it's oh, like, sure. like, it's like a very, like, regular plot, but it's driven by Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence just being amazing. I, from what I saw, I haven't seen any, like, full reviews of it yet. Yeah. But I pretty much saw, like, headlines. Yeah. Is that it's getting lukewarm results. Okay. And Chris Pratt is really great in it. 
Well I done. never saw anything for Jennifer Lawrence, though. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll be the judge of that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And we'll next see. week, we should be joined by a shocking, shocking guest. It will shock you. We'll see if they'll actually... Well, I don't know if they're, they're planning on seeing it, even. I got a hold of this person. Yeah. Just, uh, they said that uh, they would be into seeing it. Just need to sh- uh, tell them a date and time. Good. Um, I am off on Monday. I might be seeing it then. I'm off on Monday. See, Danger might be uh, into seeing it on Monday. I'm throwing it out there. Let's make it a Monday. Make it a date. Let's make it a Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but until next time, I've been Troy the Max Extreme. And we're not doing plugs. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Well, JT, if people want to plug you, where do they want to do that? Do it at Buggy for Everyone on Twitter. Also, why not Buggy for Everyone on Instagram? Why not Snapchat? Yeah. I'm getting drunk. Hey, why not? You can find me at Short of the Max Extreme, and why not? You can find us both at Off Podcast on Twitter as well. And why not? You can find us at Facebook.com slash Off Topic Podcast. You can find all of our episodes, past, present, future, on SoundCloud.com slash off topic podcast and why not while you're there you can find us while you're there no while you're elsewhere you can also find us on itunes and google play uh we also have an email if you'd like to uh email us in the long form uh at gmail and that's review review pod at gmail.com i think that's it good Did i forget anything i could not tell you God, I just kind of go on autopilot you did there good. at this point. You did good. It's it's good you go on autopilot. <laughs> I feel like if anyone absorbed that all mentally, they would lose their minds. Probably. I've lost it already. I've good. lost my mind. Well done. It's. I want to listen to an episode where I'm like have to work again for whatever reason. So like you and Dinosaur Neil do an episode and then try to do all the plugs. You're going to have to write it out for me if we do, because I'm going to be fucking... Oh, shit. I'd be lost. Um, But anyway, so that's the show. Join us next week, where we have a shocking guest reviewing Passengers. We'll also be going over our Christmas hauls. Yes. And wishing everybody a happy 2016 and a blessed 2017. Yes. Until then, I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm... We did plugs... JT3K. And until next time, we are off!